It's time for this week's edition of 607TWS Live on twitch.tv slash 607podcast Or in podcast form, wherever you get great podcasts By searching 607TWS Of course, we are coming to you live from the 8122 Production Studios At Dragon Master Games I'm one of your hosts here on 607 Podcast on Twitch, and I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every week, the other host here on 607 Podcast on Twitch, but you better know him as the host of the Ocho Juro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the OGPH. Talk about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what's happening? What's going on? Are you hyped up? It's WrestleMania week. Let's go. Yes, yes. It's one of the biggest weeks of pro wrestling of every year, including this one. We got a lot of events to talk about. We got a little bit of news. We're going to throw a little bit of news your way. But for the most part, we got a lot of events to cover. <laughs> we have an entire collective to cover. Ring of Honor's return. Uh, of course, the Tony Khan era starts. Uh, of course, New Japan's got a show going on. New Japan Strong, I should say, has a show going on. The U.S. Outfit. Uh, like I said, we got to have some news, including some MJF news. Mm. Also, some Ric Flair news. Whoa. And some, uh, well, Triple H news as well. Yes. And then last but certainly not least, the main event, we got to talk about the WWE WrestleMania Extravaganza, or they're calling it Stupendous. Yes. Stupendous WrestleMania with uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, which, man, we thought that there was going to be one person for a while, and... Did, didn't turn out to be that way. No, definitely not. And also, we're going to be talking about the NXT event that's going on, WrestleMania weekend. Of course, not one, but two nights. Two nights. Two nights of the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. So we got a big, big show. So with that being said, let's not waste a lot of time. I mean, obviously, this fight week got started early if you watch the Academy Awards <laughs> or if you just have the internet because it's everywhere. And uh, pretty much I've seen every major promotion, indie and fed- and big names, has put some kind of Will Smith versus Chris Rock uh, image together for their promotion. Shout out to Abid Ray. Beautiful meme he just tweeted out, too. I love it. Love it. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if uh, Brett can get them in for the collective. I don't know. There might be some room left. There might be some room. And, you know, you never know if anybody can pull it off. I believe it is actually 100% Brett Lauderdale. So, Brett, we need you to get on this. We need you to make sure that you uh, reach out and get a hold of them. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to be you. Because, honestly, I don't know what the hell's going on. But we're not talking about that. I talked about it enough on the Three Fenders podcast, but kind of have to touch the elephant in the room. Of so course. I just want to look at it like this. They were just happy to kick off WrestleMania week. Yes. Everybody's amped up because it's the biggest week of pro wrestling the entire year. Everybody's ready to kick up WrestleMania week. Maybe it should be Jaden Smith and Will Smith in a tag team match against Chris Rock in August. Alessandro. <laughs> I know where I'm putting. Wow. My, I know where I'm putting my money. Wow! My money, but shots are fired. That's the one graphic I haven't seen yet. I'm sure Will Smith won't sign onto the dotted line for that one. 
With that being said, <laughs> let's before we have to dive in, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. Let's get right into it. Uh, Ken M, before we do dive in, though, I needed you to tell the folks how to find yourself in the Ocho Duro Parlor Podcast. Very simple. I'll keep it short and sweet. ODPHpodcast.com for everything that you need from the ODPH, whether it's social media, Parlay Points, T Public Store, you name it. If it's ODPH, it's right there. All right, man, and it's simple. Let's keep it simple with three founders as well. 8122productions.com. All of our information is there. We got the T Public Store, the Patreon link, uh, the link to this channel, uh, links for all the stuff to do with three founders podcasts, Horror Zone 607, 607, TWS, and more. Go check it out, 8122productions.com. Of course, if you want to hear any of our hot takes on the internet, uh, you can just do so. Three founders pod, throw an at in front of it if you have to. There you go. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, but can M. We got a lot to talk about, so I feel like I feel like there's a part of the show I, I'm forgetting to hit something. I think it. it what it, it. It's time. The bell didn't want to ring. Damn it. All right, well, let's start it off. We're going to start here. I'm going to explain what we're going to do. We already kind of gave you the outline of the show, how we're going to talk about things this week. In the opening contest, we are going to be talking all about The Collective, which is going down this upcoming week, starting on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to say this for all the shows. I want to say it one time. I might go back to it, you know, because you know, I do want to make this clear. We are recording the show on Monday. It's live on Twitch. And then, of course, whenever you get it, anywhere you listen to podcasts or if you're watching on the replay. So as most of you know, we record Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know Padawan J usually drops in with any kind of uh, WWE Raw happenings while we're out live on air. So if we break in with that, we break in with that. We're not going to do that unless something big's happening. Mm -hmm. With that being said, we do not, we only can have the matches that we have listed right now. Correct. There might be ad matches added to any of these shows on the collective. There may be matches added to the shows for New Japan or Ring of Honor or WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I'm anticipating at least one or two more matches for each night of WrestleMania. Yes. Quite honestly, because I don't think it. And thank you, Pat, because yeah, I got you. Well, I know you got us. That's, that's the We appreciate part. you, Pat. You know what? We appreciate you, and we appreciate you getting us. You're, you know... In a different life, we'd all be making a shit ton of money, and we'd have, you know, you'd just be, like, Google searching everything and fucking going through through it. Maybe. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But until then. So, forgive us. If we don't talk about something, if you listen to us later in the week and you're like, oh, this match got added, it's because it got added after the fact. Mm -hmm. I know I shouldn't have to say that, but... Well, I we got to put a disclaimer out there. So, this is uh, as of Monday, when we are live on Twitch and recording this, just remember that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's start it off, because The Collective is a happening. It's going down, and you can watch every event on The Collective on Fight.tv. I do believe the credit thing was over. Now, mind you, we bought the whole package. Yes. The package was $140, but you get, I do believe, let me count real quick, you get 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 events. 12 events. For $140. So it's a little over. It's like 12 bucks an event, pretty yeah. much, if give or take. Best deal on the internet. Also, if you ordered early, I don't know if the deal is still up or not, because I don't know when they cut it off. You got 28 fight credits for ordering it early. So that means 28, pretty much $28 towards another fight event. Mm -hmm. uh, I would always say if you're on fight.tv and you know you're going to order something, order it early, because they always give out at least one, two, three, whatever. And in the case of this, it's so expensive, they gave out 28. Yes. So that's pretty good. All right. With that being said, you can find all this action on Fight.TV. If you do not want the whole bundle, you can purchase these events a la carte if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's start off by the show that will be kicking off The Collective this year. By the way, The Collective is also attached to the GCW Festival because they are coming to you from the same place that the Texas State Fair comes from. Oh, that's cool. This is the Texas State Fairgrounds 
where they're holding the collective this year. I didn't know if you knew that or not. So it's called Fair Park in Dallas, Texas. Well, it's technically right outside of Dallas, Texas, but whatever. Mm. Uh, they are going to the Fair Park is home to the Texas State Fair as well as the legendary Cotton Bowl. So that's where the Cotton Bowl is well. And the collective will be joined in 2022 for the first time by the GCW World Fair. And the World Fair will have vendors, merchandise, autograph signing, food trucks, and much more. They have a whole bunch of buildings if you would like to check it out. Thecollective.com is where you go for it. Or just search The Collective 2022 on uh, Google, and it'll give you all the information from there. So, let's go with the first card of The uh, Collective, and it will be going down on Thursday, March 31st at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern. We live in the Eastern, that's why I'm giving it. If you live in Pacific, you know you, you know what to do. Adjust the times as needed. Time. It's coming to you from Glory Pro Wrestling, and it's called Cemetery Gates. And uh, we're going to do a rundown of the card. Then we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to. We're going to do that with all the cards from the, the, the collective and the later shows and stuff as we go on. So here we go. Let's do it. First match, and I'm going through it in order. No DQ, loser leaves the neighborhood match. Dan the Dad versus Cody Lane. Uh, next up, a four-way match. Byron Reed versus Carlos Romo versus Shane Saber versus Danny Jones. Next up, a four-way tag team match. Technical difficulties versus Fly Def versus Alpha Omega versus Hustle and Muscle. Mike Outlaw versus the bounty hunter Brian Keith is up next. Next up after that, Jake Something versus Max the Impaler. Ooh. 2D Lynn versus Janai Kai is up next. Followed by Warhorse versus the walking weapon Josh Alexander. So is it going to be the weapon or rules ass? <laughs> and last but certainly not least, the besties in the world, Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega. They're going one-on-one with the return of the No Remorse Corp, Davey Richards and Rocky Romero. Also scheduled to appear on this show is Rohit Raju and Ali Catch, amongst others that might be added later on. How do you feel about this? Uh, any matches really sticking out to you, uh, Kenneth? You know, Jake Something is one of the biggest names right now, and obviously he's putting in a lot of work. Definitely want to see what he's bringing to the table here. Glory Pro does a lot of great work. If you haven't checked them out, definitely go give them a follow. Go to see what they're doing because it's a lot of great matches. Warhorse versus The Walking Weapon. How badass is that match going to be? I think that's going to be one of my matches I'm looking forward to yes. of the whole collective. Also, I got to say, for this show in particular, really have to see the No Remorse Corps make a return. Yes. Davey Richards and Rocky Romero. And honestly, I'm always happy to see the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. Yeah. Like, uh, he's one of my favorites uh, in the indies right now. If you've never checked out Brian Keith, you know, he's one of the guys you should definitely check out. With the fact that we got Rohit Raju on the card somewhere, I, I'm a big fan of his. You got to be. He's he's definitely been something that's flying on our radar. Like, we've been watching him. I think a lot of people got to really catch on to what he's doing because vastly underrated, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. The second event of the collective will be a big one. It's one of the biggest ones of the year Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 8. And, of course, that's going down on Thursday, March 31st at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Here's the card, man. Royce Isaacs versus Bad Dude Tito. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you guys don't understand Bloodsport, if you've never seen Bloodsport before, I should point this out yes. before I go any further. It is basically wrestling's equivalent of the Kumite. Yes. So they take the ropes down. There's no ropes. It's just a ring with no ropes. And guys go in there and have nice little technical matches. They're more of kind of the hybrid matches. Lots of fists, a lot of technical stuff. It's actually really cool shit. Yeah, it's a very cool thing to watch. I mean, they've been doing a lot of great work with these cards. And if you haven't seen it before, you're in for a real treat. All right, we got Royce Isaacs versus uh, Bad Dude Tito, as I pointed out. Next up, New Japan Excursiony, belonging to New Japan and Strong, and specifically Yua Yuamori taking on Speedball. Mike Bailey. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. 
J.R. Kratos takes on the returning Timothy Thatcher. Ouch. Zeta Zang versus Marina Shafir. Josh Barnett versus Jonah. John Hennigan, a.k.a. John Morrison, versus Simon Gotch. By the way, Simon Gotch just announced for a Japanese tour. Oh, very cool. Alex Coughlin versus Slade. Masha Slamovich versus Janai Kai. Ninja Mac versus Yoya. John Moxley, the GCW World's Heavyweight Champion versus Biff Busick. And in the main event of the of the event, in probably, I think now it's three or four years in the making, Chris Dickinson versus Minoru Suzuki. This whole card looks absolutely incredible. Like, I don't think I can pick out, like, one match I'm circling right here, but the Dickinson-Suzuki match, that is the one I think has got the biggest storyline going with four it. Four years in the making. Yes. I, I, I'm, I, see what I, I know what? I want to see John Moxley versus Biff Busick. Yes. Uh, this is going to be a hard-hit battle. These two guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. I mean... Honestly, I gotta say, probably the match that is like gonna fly under a lot of people's uh, radar is Ninja Mac versus Yoya. Yeah, especially because no ropes involved. Yeah, so Ninja Mac's gonna have to wrestle a technical style. We've seen Yoya have great success at Josh Barnett's uh, uh, Bloodsport in the past. He is trained in BJJ. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like I said, I mean, there's not Yua Yua Mora versus Speedball Mike Bailey should That's be insane. Be a great match. Uh, you know, there's not a match on here that I can really be like, say it's going to be a letdown every mm-hmm. match on this card. But I definitely think if I'm picking my top tier matches that I'm really looking forward to this card, which I'm looking forward to all of it. Dickinson, Suzuki, Moxley, Busick, and probably I want to see what John Hennigan can do in there. Yeah, that's going to be a little style change for him as well, too. And Simon Gotch, is gonna, this is going to be right up his alley. Yeah, this is for any technical wrestler like this is a dream match. Absolutely. Especially a Gotch trained, trained wrestler yeah. like Simon Gotch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next up is part one of Joey Janela's Spring Break 6. And that starts at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursday the 31st. Ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. Mickey James returns to GCW to take on Allie Catch. That's going to be a great match. All Heart, a.k.a. the best in the world, Blake Christian takes on A.R. Fox. You want to talk about match of the year, candidates. That is one right there. Next up, this is how badass this card is because there's three title fights on this first night. But next up is the match that a lot of people are tuning in for. It's a match that just got set up, and it's a match that we're waiting. It's a grudge match. The bad boy, Joey Janela, one-on-one with X-Pac, and this may be X-Pac's final match. Yes, probably one of the best storylines going in pro wrestling right now. Next up is a three-way tag team match for the GCW World Tag Team Championships. Your champions, the Hate Club, Nick Gage and Matt Tremont, taking on the SGC, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice, taking on the former champions, the Briscoes. Dem boys in the house, they're looking to get that goal back. This is going to be a wild brawl. Might spill into a death match. I'm here for it. Speaking of a death match, next up in a in a fucking death match for the GCW Ultra Violent Championship, your champion, Mister Three Pete himself, Alice Colon, going one on one with the Duke of Hardcore, John Wayne Murdoch. You you want to talk about a storyline that's been built? This is one that you definitely want to check out, even if you're not into deathmatch wrestling. The storyline that has been built here has been absolutely incredible. Man, I don't know what to expect with this match. And last but certainly not least, probably in the main event of the evening, for the GCW World Heavyweight Championship, the winner of the brass wing to get this opportunity, AJ Gray, goes one-on-one with the GCW World Champion, John Moxley. Calling it right now. And new. 
Let's go. Well, he better be and new because our good friend Jordan Oliver has said that if A.J. Gray does not bring home the gold, he should not be joining the smoke circle. Ooh. He's, he's Added beating, pressure. He's got to beat the outsider, he said. Yeah. All right. Let's move on because Thursday has one more. Technically, Thursday has one more match in the first fight of Friday because technically it's going to go into Friday because, well, technically it starts Eastern time on Friday, but mm. Thursday, March 31st, 11.59 p.m. Central, which is 12.59 a.m. Yeah. Eastern, GCW presents Planet Death. These are all death matches, folks. <laughs> I don't think I have to go by. It is going to no. be, by the way, it's going to be hosted by the man, the king, the, the god, god of this, this shit. shit, Nick fucking Gage. And here's the matches that are announced so far. Okay. In a grudge match, as we call it, the Battle of the Goons. Mm-hmm. Bam Sullivan versus Slade. If you saw a Jersey Championship Wrestling this past week, you know what you're going to get from these two. If you haven't, go to the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel, and you can watch that uh, the Jersey Championship Wrestling show for absolutely free. Absolutely. It's up down there, and you should be watching it Must already. Must watch. The Iron Beast Shane Mercer is going to take on Neil Diamond Cutter. Oh, my God. Sawyer Wreck is going to go one-on-one with Brandon Kirk. Okay. Sadika is going to go one-on-one with a different kind of boy, Jimmy Jimmy. fucking Lloyd. Ooh. The the king of fuck shit up mountain, Cole Radrick, the ratty daddy, will be taking on another young up-and-comer and great wrestler, Akira, the deathmatch samurai. Could be the sleeper match of the night. Don't 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 miss this one. And Hoodfoot is going to have his work cut out for him as he goes one on one with Deathmatch Legend Mad Man Pondo. Ooh, it's going to be a great one. That's, great that sounds one. like a sick card. As I pointed out, that's the last event of Thursday, first event of Friday technically. But let's go into Friday's first event of the later day. And that is L.A. Fights versus JCW. Sorry, I said JCW. JCW. Friday, April 1st at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Here's what we got announced so far. Okay. The Prize City OG Alec Price representing JCW will take on Jack Cartwheel representing L.A. Fights. Great match. In the Battle of the Young Prodigies. JCW's Marcus Mathers will go one-on-one with all elite, but more importantly here, LA Fights, Nick Wayne. You want to talk future of the business? Right here. JCW's Billy Starks goes one-on-one with Sandra Moon. Okay. JCW's Cole Radrick goes one-on-one with LA Fights, Kevin Blackwood. Especially coming off that death match. That's going to be a great match. That's going to be wild. And, uh, and, you know, this is one of the matches on the card that, yes, it's JCW, even though we don't like to claim this guy versus <laughs> L.A. Fights, but it's more than that. This is personal. It is going to be Charles Mason versus the Dark Sheik. I'm sure everybody from JCW and L.A. Fights are rooting for Dark Sheik. As well as 607 Podcast. Yeah, because nobody likes Charles Mason. No. Next up, in the battle, the Hoss battle, as some would call it, but I just call it the battle of the two big boys representing JCW, big fucking Vin. Representing L.A. Fights, Juicy Fenois. Man. <laughs> that bring better be reinforced. Yeah, I was going to say. Two big men, baby. Reinforcements are needed. And in the main event of the evening, team captain of JCW, the East Coast legend, Grim Reefer, goes one-on-one representing L.A. Fights, team captain of L.A. Fights, the OG himself, B-Boy. Let's go. 
legend versus legend, the captains of their teams. JCW versus LA Fights is going to be a happening. You're going to get to see a lot of young talent that you need to get familiar with because you're going to be seeing them all over the independent wrestling and on your TV screens very soon. Solid card. Listen, if you're not checking this one out, I'm going to tell you right now, you're missing on some great wrestling action. Agreed. Next up, GCW continues its day in the second event of Friday. Well, third if you count the overnight. Friday, April 1st, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, GCW for the culture. Yes. And this event is always great each and every year. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with For the Culture, this is an event ran by black wrestlers, featuring black wrestlers, and the athletes that they've performed. A lot of these people, a lot of the people that were on last year's uh, For the Culture mm-hmm. ended up having breakout years. So yes. this is a good place to see some wrestlers you might have not seen, and it's awesome that they do this because, let's be honest, there are a lot of times black black wrestlers and wrestling do get overlooked, mm-hmm. but at for the culture that does not happen. No, it's definitely a showcase of great wrestling talent. Let's break down the card. All right, first up we got Trisha Dora versus MJ Jenkins. Okay, we got my boy, my my friend, my dear dear friend, and I mean this. I love this man, and I've spent a lot of time with him. Rich Swan, baby, homie. Yes, but he's got his work cut out for him because he's got Jay the God JTG. This is going to be an absolutely show stealer right here. Listen, how awesome is Impact Wrestling? You know how awesome they are? For the Impact Knockouts World Ooh. Championship, your champion Tasha Steeles will go one-on-one with Big Swall. Let's go. Title is on the line. Love this. Next up, we got the legendary Two Cold Scorpio. He's got his work really cut off. He's going off against the bounty hunter Brian Keith. This is going to be a great match. Next up, the man who puts this show together each and every year is going to get his due. Of course, maybe he'll be the GCW World Champion coming in, and maybe this match will be for that title as AJ Gray will take on Darius Lockhart. All right. Next up, uh, we, we well, actually, I'm going to tell the death match first because I think the other match is going to be the one that everybody should be excited for. Mm-hmm. In a death match, we're going to have Hoodfoot versus Bill Dixon. Oh, shit. Bill Dixon, if you're not familiar with Bill Dixon, fuck Great talent, yes. great human being. He is an openly gay black wrestler. He is he is phenomenal. You guys are going to enjoy Bill Dixon. Yeah, absolutely. But in a match that I know I'm waiting for, Hitmakers, formerly known as Hit Row, will be taking on Shane Taylor Productions, Shane Taylor and O'Shea Edwards, the big kaiju in particular. Let's fucking go, man. This is going to be an absolute main event anywhere in the world, but let alone at for, your, for the culture. Man, great card all, top to bottom. I'm kind of upset, though. The only thing I'm upset about is originally it was supposed to be all of the hit makers, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Hit Row, but then it, Tony Khan pulled Swerve from the, the match. Yeah. Presumably because Swerve is wrestling for Ring of Honor that night, mm-hmm. which I'm sure he is. Yeah, I he's, think he's announced. He's wrestling Alexander. We'll be talking about that later. Yeah. I, I always forget who's on cards because I got so much going on in my head. Here's a match that you guys are gonna see. I know I'm gonna be watching this. I wanna this is going up against Ring of Honor, and I'm gonna be watching Ring of Honor live. I'm gonna be honest with you guys when I get up to my buddy George's, I'm the first thing I'm gonna do. Hopefully I'll be there. I should be in there in time to have dinner and watch Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about that, it's gonna be my thing. But I'll be watching this right after because this is one of the events I've been looking forward to. Gringo Locos, the world on Lucha. Let's go. Friday, April April 1st, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Here it is. In a scramble match, we got Golden Dragon versus Octagon Jr. versus Drago Kid versus Arrow Boy versus Chris Carter versus the Iron Beast Shane Mercer. You had me at Drago Kid. It's a great match. But that whole match is loaded. 
the whole Fox and show. AR Fox is in Dallas, and he's in Dallas a bunch for GCWs. He's going to be taking on Ninja Kamikaze Mac. This is going to be one you don't want to blink during. Next up, we got Team Gringo. Gringo Loco, Abismo Negro Jr., and Demonic Flamita versus Team Laredo. Laredo Kid, ASF, and Ray Horace. Let's go. Psychosis. Yes, that's Psychosis. Ooh. Goes one-on-one with Tony Depp and G- or 607TWS's resident favorite asshole. This is going to be a fun match. Johnny Caballero, formerly known as John Morrison, will be going one-on-one with Jack Cartwheel. Okay. That should be insane. That's going to be wild. In a Lucha Extrema match, Sadika will take on Pagano. Ooh. And in a Lucha Extrema match, and I have still not gotten confirmation whether this is mass versus hair, but it's still going down. The man who took Dr. Wagner Jr. goes against the man who took his mask, Psycho Clown. It's got to be hair versus mask. I hope so. It has to be. After the buildup they've been doing, it's got to be. All right. Next up, technically still Friday, April 1st, or if you're watching on the East Coast, and then we'll be going into it, Saturday, April 2nd, 11.59 p.m. Central Time, 12.59 Eastern. It sounds familiar. It is time for Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 Part 2, The Greatest <laughs> Clusterfuck. Speaking oh, of the my greatest, God. Speaking of the greatest clusterfuck, the greatest clusterfuck will feature Maven. From Tough Enough? Yes, they eliminated The Undertaker. Jimmy Wang Yang. Oh, shit. Jazzy Yang. Okay. Nasty Leroy. Let's go. Kevin Matthews. Edith Surreal. Lord Adrian of the Walmart Dudes. Shaza McKenzie and Kamikaze, so Ninja Mac. And more. Those are just the ones listed so far. (laughs) You got to break down what the clusterfuck is, though. The clusterfuck is a Royal Rumble. Yeah. So basically, you start off with two in the ring, and then every the increments could change all the time, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. I'm going to assume this was going to be 60 seconds because of how many people, because I've been told that a lot of people, the biggest one they've done so far, if I'm not mistaken, was 50? They did a 50 I heard clusterfuck. F- yeah, 50, I believe, is the one. But I don't know if they're doing 50 tonight. They didn't say that they were going to break that record. They just said this was going to be the greatest one. So it could be 40. It could be 30. We don't know. They have only listed a handful so far. They're still announcing them through the week. Mm. And then there's going to be a ton of surprises because there always is. But, I mean, when you already have announced Maven and Jimmy Wang Yang, that tells you where this goes. Yes. Uh, Next up, we will have Speedball Mike Bailey versus PCO to decide who is the greatest French-Canadian wrestler today. This is going to be an absolutely wild match. 607TWS's favorite asshole, Tony Deppin, goes one-on-one with the Star Destroyer, Biff Busick. Ooh, this is going to be a fun match. Daddy, Effie, goes one-on-one with Grandpa Murder, Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> match of the year right here, folks. And ladies and gentlemen, in a match that started brewing, we are going to have the challenge finally gets answered. The Dirty Daddy, the Putrid Papa, Chris Dickinson, with Missy Hyatt in yes. this corner to be the equalizer, will take on Matt Cardona with his wife Chelsea Green in his corner. Let's go, Dirty Daddy. We are definitely fans of the Dirty Daddy. Yes. Well, next up is Saturday, April 2nd, and at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, and I know I'll be watching this live. It is time for Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Now, yes. if you're not familiar, much like for the culture, this is kind of like where for the culture is to showcase black wrestlers in pro wrestling. Effie's Big Gay Brunch is this sh- is to showcase the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. And it's always a good time, and there's always a lot of great matches. Yes. 
And it's either, and most everybody on the card is LGBTQ+. Mm-hmm. There's occasionally some allies on the card. Uh, last year, SDC, or well, actually, technically on the Chicago Summit, because they do it a couple times a year. Right. SGC was the allies on the card, but they're SGC. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's the family thing, damn it. Are you ready for this card? Let's go. You know what? Effie always has a great match on these shows. And he's outdid himself this time. Because if you're not familiar with this athlete, you should get familiar. Triple A and Mexican legend. Pimpinella Escarlata is going to be in the house. And if you don't understand, there's a long lineage in in Lucha with drag queen wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And Pimpinella is the greatest of them all. Yes. And you're going to have a really good match between Pimpinella and Effie. Next up, we are going to get Max the Impaler with her handler, Amy Rose. Okay. Taking on Edith Surreal. Ooh, that should be a good rate match. In a four-way tag team match, Pretty in Pink, Dylan McQueen, and Kenzie Page will take on Devin Monroe and Brooke Valentine versus Ashton Starr and the IWTV world champion, AC Mack. And on the last team will be MSP, Danger Kid, and Aiden Agro. All right. Next up, we will have the Twink Destroyer, Paro. Remember, he did win the daddy battle. Mm -hmm. So technically, I know that we love Effie and we call him daddy, but... The man who earned the right to be called daddy is Paro. Facts. He is going to be going one-on-one with one of the best in the world and a legend of this shit, the Dark Sheik. Oh, this is going to be a, a sleeper. This shouldn't be even sleeper match. This could be a main event. I want to throw this out there. This is going to be the sleeper match, the next match. I, and I'm going to tell you right now. Jay Vidal versus Carlos Romo. Ooh. These two are two young up-and-coming talents that should be booked everywhere. If you haven't seen them, these two are going to steal the show. Mm-hmm. Don't don't blink. Or you, uh, Jay Vidal just was on the mystery show from L.A. Right. Had an amazing match. Great showcase. Jay Vidal's on a lot of the uh, L.A. fights cards. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen Jay Vidal, you're going to be in for it. And Carlos Romo, same. Very, this is going to be a fast-paced, insane match. This is my sleeper pick of the day. Next up, a, a person that I have the privilege of knowing and being a friend with, and I can't wait to see him on this, Keita Murray, baby. Mm-hmm. We'll be taking on Bill Dixon. Oh, this would be a great match. And last but not least, the dog. The, this is the match that was picked by Effie's dog, Cranberry. Yes. Cranberry decided this match, as it will be Allie Catch, the other half of Bussy, going one-on-one with Dirty Dango. Man, this is going to be a solid card top to bottom. Listen, like I say, this is a great showcase, and you're going to see a lot of amazing wrestling action. You definitely don't miss the Big Gay Brunch. This just in also, also scheduled to compete. Kid Bandit will be in the oh, house. Oh, okay. Jordan Blade and Shay uh, Purser. So that's awesome. Nice. And the host of Effie's Big Gay Brunch is a good friend of ours and one of the most awesome and lovely people in all of pro wrestling, Poyo Del Mar. So I cannot wait to see Poyo on there. And I'm sure Veda Scott will also be on commentary mm-hmm. because Veda usually does it and she does an amazing job. Oh, facts. I'm sure Poyo will jump on there as well. But Poyo, as a host, oh, so good. All right, let's talk about Mission Pro Wrestling because they're up next Saturday, April 2nd at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern. It presents bangers only. Mm-hmm. Now, Mission Pro Wrestling is a wi- pretty much an all-women's wrestling organization. Yes. And it's phenomenal. You guys, if you're if you if you like women's wrestling, you're going to enjoy this show. Ready for the matches? Yeah, let's talk about it. We got the Hex, Allison Kay and Marty Bell taking on. La- oh, and they also are, it's a six it's six woman. Sorry, because Laney Luck is also on their team. Okay, taking on Renegade Twins and Jasmine Allure. All right, La Rosa Negra versus Jody Threat. Okay, Masha Slamovich is going to take on Lindsay Snow. Let's go. 
Bougie Reality, Maddie Warnkowski and Rosh Chanel will take on Kylene King and Genocide okay. in a tag team match. Janai Kai is going to get a huge opportunity taking on Shaza McKenzie. Oh, that'd be a great match. Holly Dead is going to take on independent wrestling inaugural Hall of Famer and legend of women's wrestling, Lou Fisto. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Trisha Dora is going to have her work cut out for her because she's going up against the reigning All Elite Wrestling Women's Champion of the World, Thunder Rosa. Ooh, let's go. And last but certainly not least, J.P. Harlow will be taking on Ali Ketch. Great, great card top to bottom again. Again. Thunder, dude, Thunder Rosa and, and Trisha Dora is going to be phenomenal. That's going to be absolutely classic. I, I cannot wait for that. Uh, Janai Kai is going to have a great opportunity against Shaz and McKenzie, which will be, that's going to be the sleeper of this, yes. this event, I think. The Hex is always amazing to see. If you're not familiar with Allison K and Marty Bell, the e, I, I still believe they are the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champions. I could be wrong. I don't know if they lost those belts or not, but... I think you're right. This is a great, great event. Make sure you're tuning in for that one as well. All right. We got a few events left. Of course, we have one more left on Saturday. And Saturday, April 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So going up against WrestleMania, which is kind of interesting, but it happens. Unsanctioned Pro Wrestling presents Mulligan. I like that that name, by the way. And I like saying Mulligan. Mulligan. By the way, scheduled to appear not in matches scheduled so far is the Deathmatch Samurai Akira, T.I.M., and Ron Bass Jr. Okay. Just throwing that out there. They are scheduled but are not there. All right, let's start off. This has actually got a lot of young, talented wrestlers, so here we go. Mm -hmm. Robert Martyr, who's really picking up some steam. Yes, he is. Taking on Young, Dumb, and Broke's Charlie Tiger. Okay. The newly turned heel, from what I hear, Billy Starks. Yes, I saw that. We'll be going one-on-one with Kirsten Robinson. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this one goes. In a death match, we're going to get two big hosses as big fucking Vin goes against Casanova Valentina. Ooh. Or Valentine, sorry. Ohio State Championship match. Your champion, Trey Lamar, has a mystery opponent. Hmm. Hmm. The bounty hunter, Brian Keith, will take on Lexus Montez and Kevin Blackwood in a triple threat match. Okay. That sounds, it sounds impressive. <laughs> In the Fuck Jeffrey John Memorial Gauntlet. <laughs> what? I'll repeat that. In the Fuck Jeffrey John Memorial Gauntlet, oh, Jeffrey John will run a gauntlet match. To, and no opponents announced. Okay. In a scramble match, we're going to get the loco heavyweight champion of the world, Big Sam Stackhouse. Not defending the belt. Just don't He's just there. wrestling. He's taking on Hoodfoot. Ooh. Jake something. Ace Perry. Everett Cross. And the Whisper. And this is not for the belt? Not for the belt. This Damn. is not a local event, but this is not for the belt. Okay, okay. And for the hardcore, for the unsanctioned pro hardcore championship, your champion, Alex Cologne, is going to go one-on-one with Kevin Giza. Okay. For the unsanctioned pro tag team championship match, your champions, Cincinnati's most wanted, Lord Crew and Aaron Williams, will go against Yokai, Yoya, and Janai Kai. All right. And last but certainly not least, in the main event of the evening for the unsanctioned pro heavyweight championship of the world, your champion, the ratty daddy, Cole Raderick, is going to go one-on-one with Speedball, Mike Bailey. That's going to be a fun match. Don't miss that one. Woo, man. There's so Top much. to bottom again. Top to bottom. Technically, I lied to you. That is not the last match of Saturday. Okay. But it is for us on the East Coast because the last match is actually Black Label Pro presents Norm and it is the last match of the collective. Okay. Saturday, April 2nd, 11.59 p.m. Central Time, so 12.59 Eastern. 
Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. The Workhorseman, who you've seen on AEW Dark recently. We'll be going one-on-one with the legendary Faces of Fear, <laughs> Ming and the Barbarian. When I read this, I had to do a double take. I was like, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Shaza McKenzie goes one-on-one with that heelish alien girl, Billy Starks. Ooh. Space Jesus, if you will. Yes. In a Texas death match, the Amish hero, Levi Everett, goes against Big Beef. All right. In a tag team match, Vi- oh, actually, it's a six-man match. Sorry, they added a six-man stipulation here because Davey Richards and Kevin Blackwood are going to get themselves a mystery partner, and they've challenged Violence is Forever, Dominic Garini, and Kevin Koo. Okay. And they're bringing filthy Tom Lawler. Oh, boy. All right. Next up, we have one of the matches of the weekend, probably. All Heart, a.k.a. the best in the world, Blake Christian, going one-on-one with Black Taurus. Oh, that would be a great match. Effie goes one-on-one with Charlie Haas. Okay. For the BLP championship, your champion Jake something goes against he's not human PCO. Oh, gee. Bring a mouth guard for that one. Even if you're watching, that's going to be a hard-hitting match. You know what? War Horse is going to try to rule ass, but he's going to have his work cut out for him because returning in the first match that I've seen him in in the Indies, returning to the Indies, big demo. Oh. Okay. And last but certainly not least, we're going to get uh, the funnest match of the weekend. Anthony Green versus Alex Zane, the sauce. Oh, that'll be a, that'll be a fun time. The, so- the, 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 yeah, the sauce trip, the sauce god, if you will, going one-on-one with the retro superstar, Anthony Green. Um, all, all I know is we're going to hear Blue Heaven. Yes. Because uh, when you hear Blue Heaven, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm loving this. Once again, this is a card. I mean, you got the legends and the faces of fear on this card. Yes, you, you sold got, me on that. You got that six-man tag match. Yeah. I mean, you're talking violence is forever with Filthy Tom Lawler against Kevin Blackwood, Davey Richards, and a mystery partner. Could it be could it be Eddie Edwards? I was going to say. Could it be Rocky Romero? There's endless possibilities. Oh, man, you got Blake Christian versus Black Taurus. That's a main event anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Jake something's on this card. Big Damo, Damo makes his return. You can't go wrong with this. I mean, top to bottom. Every card we've broken down is an absolute must-watch. The Collective is a banger this year. Let's yeah. just say it. It's a, it is a straight banger. If you're looking for a great wrestling action, this starts on Thursday, goes all the way through Saturday. Mind you, once you get it on fight, you have unlimited replays. So if you can't watch it live, that's fine. Watch it after. Mm-hmm. And then you can watch it multiple times if you choose. You can skip around because Fight TV does that for you. So does Game Changer Wrestling. And Game Changer Wrestling is bringing one of their biggest events of the year, The Collective. In association with Glory Pro Wrestling, Unsanctioned Pro, Black Label Pro. And they're coming through to make some fucking noise. And I'm going to tell you what, it's a banger after banger after banger. It's just going to be hard to watch all this wrestling action because there's so many other shows on in the same days. So I just got to pick and choose and get in there and get out. You know, I still got, we still, I still have things to order. I know. Like, this is the wild thing about it. But I mean, no matter what, whatever card you pick, whether it's for the culture, the big, Effie's Big A Brunch. Even, you know, the spring break. You can't go wrong if you're a wrestling fan. There's something for everybody. And if you're not sure about uh, a card, definitely go check it out because you might see a lot of wrestlers you don't get a chance to see on your normal cable televisions every Monday and Wednesday and Friday. This is a great showcase for uh, indie wrestling. Go support it. 
top to bottom, you're going to find something you love, and you're going to find some new favorite wrestlers to follow. Of course, we are locked in for the collective. Mm-hmm. We will be bringing you a review of the collective next week in our WrestleMania hangover show, if you will. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun, so we will be breaking down these cards for you. But... We are going to take our first break because God knows I need to catch my breath and I have a lot more to talk about because when we come back, well, actually, I should say it during the first break, you're going to see if you're watching on Twitch information for the Ultra Dura Parlay Hour podcast. If you're watching on Twitch and at home, you're going to hear a song and I didn't have time to ruin it. I did not have time to ruin it. I didn't have time to pick a different song because we were just so amped up. So you're going to actually hear an extended version of Ruins by Floodland. That is the theme song for 607 TWS. I want mm-hmm. to give them a shout out. You guys usually don't hear much but that first little minute piece. Uh, so we're going to play that for you. But most importantly, when we come back from the break, in the mid card of this show, We are going to break down the New Japan Strong Show, which is called Lone Star Shootout. And we're also going to break down Ring of Honor's return with Supercard of Honor. And then we're also going to talk MJF, Ric Flair, (laughs) and the Triple H retirement. All of that when we come back from this break. Kicking it back into the mid card, and boy, we have more WrestleMania weekend happenings going on. It's we a, haven't even gotten to the granddaddy of them all. No, it's a big week, and this is like we say: if you're a wrestling fan, there's something for everybody. Go support the indie shows. Go support the big shows. Go be a pro- positive fan. And I haven't even we haven't even been able to get into things like you know ICW's having a, a no holds barred show mm-hmm. this weekend. The IWTV's got other shows coming this weekend. So there's a lot of stuff going on outside of Dallas. Some of it's in Dallas. Some of it's outside. Of, it's crazy, but that's because the wrestling world is tuned in because it is the biggest week of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But we have two more shows to, to talk about here in the mid card. And first off, we're talking about NJPW Strong. That is their American branch of New Japan mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling. They are coming up with a Lone Star Shootout. It is coming from Dallas, Texas, from the Fairmount Hotel. And it's going to be live on Fight.tv. Of course, you can pick that up. 
Uh, by the way, Pat says Vince gave Seth a match at Mania. Didn't say what night or against two, just as Seth would find out when standing in the ring. We already know who that is. <laughs> is it standing in the ring tonight or is it standing in the no, ring at later it, in Raw? I'm pretty sure it's standing in the ring at Mania. Okay. I told you, he doesn't need to come out before I, Yeah, I agree. I just I wasn't sure how they were setting up on get, the show. Get ready for it, wrestling fans. We're going to talk about it. I don't want to waste time, but get ready for yeah. it. We'll talk about it during the... Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Ready to break this card down? Let's do this. All right. In a singles match, we got the Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii, going one-on-one with the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson. Oh, this is going to be a fun match. Here's a match that you're going to be tuned in for for show. Speedball Mike Bailey versus the Switchblade Jay White. Take my money now. Just take it. Uh, we've got Rocky Romero versus Ren Narita. He's over here on excursion, oh, okay. of course, Red Shoe's son, if yes. people don't know. Uh, standing in the ring of Mania, okay. Pat did, did confirm that. Perfect. Uh, Eight-man tag team match. We have Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, Mascara Dorada, a.k.a. Grand Metalik, mm-hmm. and Yua Uamore versus Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson, Daniel Garcia, and Kevin Knight. Ooh, that would be a fun match. We are going to get Jonah versus All Heart. Hashtag the best in the world, Blake Christian. Damn, that's going to be a great match. We're going to get a six-man tag team match as Alex Coughlin, Fred Rosser, and the DKC versus Team Filthy, J.R. Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Filthy Tom Lawler. Okay. And last but certainly not least, in a first time ever, newly signed. You heard that right. Newly signed New Japan Pro Wrestling talent who will be working mostly out of Strong, I've heard, but will also be going over to Japan. Killer Cross mm. is going one-on-one with Minoru Suzuki. I mean, I already said take Welcome my money. Welcome to New Japan. Yeah, I already said take my money, but my God, what a, what an intro for Cross. Ladies and gentlemen, t- welcome to New Japan. Yeah. Welcome to New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Killer Cross. We're going to hand you Minoru Suzuki. No no word on whether his wife will be there taking him to the ring or not. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Right. This is going to be a hard-hitting battle. Uh, man, this match, this, this card, I'm, I'm getting it. I don't think I'll be watching it live. I do know that it, it happens at 5 p.m. Eastern time. On Friday, so I'll be driving to Geneva because it's April first at mm-hmm. five p.m. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, I will be watching this show. Yes, because this show is one of the top tier shows, bar none. Anything on there uh, else that you wanted to throw out there about the New Japan show? I mean, obviously, New Japan is going to be bringing it. Uh, Blake Christian versus Jonah. Blake Christian versus Jonah. That's going to be absolutely insane. I can't wait to see that one. And I, then Cross Suzuki. Cross Suzuki is going to be badass. Yes. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, we've got the one that a lot of people are waiting for, Kenem. Ooh, that'll be taking place Friday night? Friday night, April the 1st, 2022. Mm-hmm. From Garland, Texas at the Curtis Caldwell Center. I do believe the start time is 8 p.m. Eastern Correct. because it's 7 p.m. Central. Yes. I almost got confused on that time because you know how they write shit on fight. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I double-checked this, too, because of the press release. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure because fight sometimes messes up the times. But I know that it's true because you've looked it up. I've looked it up. Yeah. We are going to get the return of Ring of Honor, the newly AEW Tony Khan-owned Ring of Honor, as Ring of Honor Supercard 15 is coming back and bringing back Ring of Honor. Are you ready to talk about this card? Yes, I am. We have, for the ROH Pure Championship, your champion, Josh Woods, taking on AEW's Wheeler Yuta. That's going to be a really good match. By the way, it will be a pure rules match. Yes, something right up uh, Wheeler's at, you know, alley right there. 
absolutely. Once again, I have it's one of those things. I have fears for this event. We'll talk about it at the end. I'll sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Next up, we have a, what should be one of the best matches on the card and definitely sleep pick, AEW's Jay Lethal, also formerly franchise of Ring of Honor, but more now he's all elite, to goes against AEW's Lee Moriarty. Talked about this on Blogs Count Anywhere, man. I'm super excited about this match. They're going to be an absolute classic, and it's almost a full circle moment here for Jay Lethal because once you think you got out, you're pulled back in. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we got a match we talked about earlier. Swerve Strickland, All Elite Wrestling. Swerve Strickland taking on the sauce god, Alex Zane. It's going to be a great match. Next up is a match that just got added today. For the interim Ring of Honor Women's World Championship, AEW's Mercedes Martinez going up against one of the hottest up-and-comers in women's wrestling in the world today, Willow Nightingale. Very excited about this match. Very interesting it's interim, too. Yeah. I, I, I got some feelings about that. Do, you know what? Let's just share the feelings out. I don't like this. Yeah. Period. I like the match. Yeah, the match is great. You got the legendary Mercedes Martinez taking on Willow Nightingale, who should be signed everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the match is fine. My problem is this is for an interim belt. Why isn't Deanna Parazzo on this card? But then again, we know why. Because Tony Khan did such a piss-poor job with handling the business relationship between them and Impact, that Impact's not going to play ball. Yeah. And somebody should have thought about that before handing the belt to Deanna Parazzo. I agree. I mean, that's the one thing. When, when the minute I said interim, is like, okay, Parazzo is either not getting allowed to go there or she's not signing there. One of the two. And, and if I'm if I'm Deanna Parazzo, I just walk around with that belt for as long as I want to. Oh, exactly. Because, I mean, I know they were teasing about um, they're going to start the Owen Hart tournament this Wednesday, and the Bunny is facing a new signee uh, for the women's division in their tourney. So that's why I was thinking it might be Perazzo, but then when they announced this, it's like... I don't, I don't think, think it would be Perazzo. She signed to Impact. Right, right. But I figure you never know. They could have cut some deal, and, and obviously... I don't think so. I mean, I would love if that surprise guest is Willow Nightingale, though. Yes. So just throwing that one out there. All right, next up was one of the matches, another... and I, I got to get the fears at, at the end. No, I'm just going to keep it there. But uh, for the ROH World Tag Team Championship match, we finally are going to get it. Your Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Briscoe Brothers, them boys. Mm-hmm. Jay and Mark Briscoe take on the FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Can't wait for this one. It's a match we've all been waiting for. And of course, in the main event of the evening, winner takes all to determine the undisputed Ring of Honor World Champion, the ROH World's Heavyweight Champion, Bandito, goes one-on-one with the Ring of Honor Original champion is what they're calling it or something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. But Jonathan like, Gresham. Listen, this is going to be an absolute barn burner. This is going to be something we're going to be talking about for a while. I'm expecting a, a match of the year candidate coming from these two. I'm going to throw it out there. No brainer. Jonathan Gresham's walking out. As oh, yeah. The world champion. He signed with Ring of Honor slash AEW. Uh, that's my problem. This is my problem in handling the show. I mean, I, I, I and one of the least ones that I have is actually the Briscoes versus the the FTR. Mm-hmm. I fully anticipate the FTR is going to win the Ring of Honor tag titles. Yes. Fully anticipate it. But I think that they're going to do a good match. I think this is going to be a great match. But my problem is this. This is what we were kind of worried about when Tony Khan bought the company. We were kind of worried that they were going to push AEW stars and we weren't going to see the stars of Ring of Honor. They were going to push the AEW stars and we weren't going to see the people. Now, mind you, there's some matches that probably haven't been announced yet, but noticeably missing here, the ROH World Television Champion, Rhett Titus, is not on the card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a little too telegraphed that obviously we know that there's an AEW signee in most of the title matches, so I'm assuming as of right or now. multiple. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, at Shea, Shea, uh, uh, you have Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. That's an all-league wrestling match. Yes. 
You have Wheeler Yuta representing uh, All Elite Wrestling. Fully, I think he's going to take the belt from Josh Woods, unless Josh Woods signed. Yeah. And in that case, all bets are off, right? Right, right. I mean, we know that the, the Briscoes aren't being signed for something that happened 10 years ago. Whether you agree with it or not, that's not what we're here to argue about. Yeah. But that's why I'm pretty sure FTR is taking the belt. I'm with you, too. Uh, Jonathan Bandito didn't sign because he's got too much on stake going to Japan and Mexico and wrestling the Indies in the States. So he's not signing. He's already said that. So that means Jonathan Gresham's walking out champion. One would assume, yeah, unless they – unless I, I'm fearing, too, that they're going to pull, like, some swerve and, like, let's say Gresham wins and then you get an impromptu match with, you know, anybody from CM Punk to Brian Danielson to whoever. True. Like, I, I fear something weird like that's going to happen. Wonky. Well, wonkiness. Yeah. And, and then the, you, the worst part we already talked about, the interim women's championship. You have a women's champion. Right. Why is Deanna Parazzo not on there? Why couldn't you come to an agreement for one night only to have her drop the belt? I agree. Obviously, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the one thing. Like I say, it's too telegraphed. And if this is going to be like a AEW pay-per-view, I want to see something different out of this. Like I'm, I, When you talk about Ring of Honor, the brand is already established. And I'm fearing that we're going to get just another AEW Rampage-esque show and when it should be the celebration of a new brand. Like, I understand that you want to talk about it's going to be developmental or like whatever the rumor is it's going to be for it. It's close to the ROH brand name, and if you're a wrestling historian, you know what that means. I want to see that happen, but I, I, I think they're just telegraphing way too much here. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, I'm still thinking it's going to be a great show. I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I'm watching it too. So yeah, I'm, I'm with no, you. Do not worry. I'm going to be watching live. Uh, by the way, Pat says Lashley is back, and Lashley versus Omos wow. is official for Mania. I can't believe they telegraphed that, but with having the surprise of probably Cody at WrestleMania, uh, I get not doing too many surprises because then you run the risk of being somebody else. Kudos to Lashley for getting back in time because I thought it was going to be a lot longer he'd be out with that injury. So there you go. Hot news from Monday Night Raw. If you're not watching or if you are, Bobby Lashley has returned and will take on almost at Mania. We'll be talking about Mania in the final and the uh, main event. So don't worry. All right. Let's on to some news because we do have a few news items we wanted to squeeze in there because we don't want to be here for 10 years because we know between this week and next week, it's going to be a lot of talking. Yes. But there was some news that came across the radar that we feel like we need to talk about. And since we're talking about an AEW-owned Ring of Honor, it is only fair that we start off by talking about an AEW problem. Mm. It is being broke by Fightful Select. That Tony Khan and MJF had ha- had a heated discussion over the weekend stemming from MJF's interview with Ariel Hawani. If you haven't mm. heard that interview, we'll talk about it in a second. The contract status of MJF is what was left has left him fierce frustrated as of late. Tony Khan took issue with the interview being set up without notifying AEW's PR team. By the way, if their PR team is as bad as their uh, communications team to their their outlets like us and the media side, yeah. He might have. He might have actually contacted me. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, with that being said, uh, of course, this past weekend we were going to talk about it anyways. MJF sat down with Ariel Hawani, mm-hmm. and man, the wrestling world took notice. It was one of the few interviews that he has done that he wasn't completely in character. Right. That was the first notable thing, which is weird because you don't normally see him. Now, mind you, he did do some work stuff, but a lot of shoot yeah. because he was with a accredited interviewer mm-hmm. and ariel hawani because he doesn't owe anything to tony khan or vince mcmahon or anybody else he's a free agent he's, he'll as ask be. you know yeah. and i love that's what i love about him with the, when, it, when it comes to ufc and mma yes he's a very good reporter because he has no allegiance mm-hmm. you know people have you know and, you, and he's got such a following that you have to kind of as we found out from uh our, our good buddy dana white sometimes you have to let things go mm-hmm. so anyways in this interview most notably that really set the world on fire is the uh 
Realization that MJF says he watches all of WWE's televised product and that he actually enjoys it. He thinks that they're doing a great job over there storyline-wise. He thinks that they're doing great job strong stories. When Ariel kind of said, well, but about the in-ring, he's like, yeah, no, it is what it is. But what they're trying to get across their strengths are they can tell stories and the production team is making it look like a million bucks. You can tell guys are on fire, especially now going into Mania season. He said that NXT 2.0 has gotten leaps and bounds better. At first, he didn't like it. Now he thinks it's great. And then he also put over both Raw and SmackDown and put over, by name, Bruce Prichard. Yeah. This was wild. Well, I mean, it, but it makes sense, though, too. Because he is somebody that understands the business, and he was cutting an honest opinion. And he is somebody that he likes being the character, which there's nothing wrong with, but that's what his strong suit is. Also, during this interview, he admitted that he does not watch New Japan, and he thinks it's trash. Yeah. Which I, I, can't, I don't agree with him, yeah. but... <laughs> To each his own. He doesn't like the style of wrestling. He thinks that there's no place for it in the American market. He might not be wrong. But most tellingly, and probably what Tony Khan's most upset about, was the WWE talk with the fact that he admitted that he is frustrated in AEW. That the lack of direction for his character, being that he is, in his opinion, in the opinion of most wrestling fans, the best heel in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. is laughable. And he is not happy with his contract status. He was also not happy with the extension they offered him. Listen, he nothing he said, in my opinion, was wrong. He's allowed to have that. And let's face it, we've been on here for how long talking about how mismanaged his role is on AEW. For, re, for records mattering, you know, if I can say that, his, he's only lost, what, once, twice maybe? I think it's three times Some, now, yeah, Something like that. So why is he not around the title picture more? You know, if, if rankings matter, like it's a weird situation, but we've been somebody that's been talking about that for so long now. By the way, Padawan J says, if I'm not mistaken, Hawani is with BT Sports, but the relationship with them in WWE is similar to Fox. So it's kind of hands off. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very, very. But once again, he's not affiliated with anybody that's he's not there to poke the bear. He's mm-hmm. not there to whatever. Maybe that's another reason why, because they're because he has an affiliation that does link through World Wrestling Entertainment. Maybe Tony Khan feels that that's a conflict of interest for what he wants. But it's not like he's out there committing contract fraud. He's he, MJF has said that a million times. Yeah. And they've asked him if he's talked to me. He's like, absolutely not. That would be the violation of my contract, and that would be illegal. So, no, I wouldn't put them in jeopardy, and I wouldn't put myself in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Like He's not stupid. Right. But he has made sure that he has let the world know that he is going to be the hottest free agent of 2024 and will go to the highest bidder. And it sounds like the more he talks about it, the more he massages that WWE who's going to be that suitor. Because I think he fully anticipates them to make the best offer. And currently, AEW on product with bringing in everybody else and not pushing him the way they should is not helping their case because they're not helping their case of what they're giving him and they're not helping their case on the money side. Yeah, it's something that if, you, if you've been watching and you just look at how every month it seems, a new talent's added, new talent's added, new talent's added. For everybody that was there from that beginning press conference... Look who's actually getting pushed. I mean, Hangman Page, it took forever, but now he's world champion. But some are saying, and and I'm one of them, that the title run is very lackluster. It hasn't really taken off like the way I think a lot of fans were expecting it to. So he's he's obviously appeared to be very frustrated with that. MJF, how frustrated is he? I mean, he just kind of put it out there point blank, and he's not wrong if you want to go based on storylines and where he's been using the card. And then you got to look at like a talent like Wardlow, who I'm sure WWE is salivating at the chance of going to get signed, who's now coming into his own, 
and they're seeing okay where are we fitting on the card I agree. Like I said, and uh, the fact that he said he, he it, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing because it's not exactly the word, but he said, it in a, he said it in a neater way than I will, and I'm not reading the line, but he basically said that the extension they offered was laughable. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, no. Like, you're not offering me what I want. Now, here's the problem. MJF is going to want what Cody Rhodes allegedly wanted, and that is probably... Brian Danielson, Adam Cole money, which we're estimating those guys are getting paid five to seven million dollars mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. We're estimating Punk is between eight and ten. Right. And that's not that's just counting what he's they're paid. That's not counting, you know, their pro wrestling tea stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Right, just base pay. So I think MJF's looking for that five to seven million at least. I don't think he's looking for punk money. No, I would but say I think he's looking for five to seven. And as we know, WWE opened up them bank books and gave Cody that five. Yeah, what do you think they're gonna he knows his value, and that's why I say he's playing it very smart, and he's being honest with everybody. So if he does sign with WWE, because he knows they're going to make him the highest, if they get into a bidding war over him, and he's the future of the business, I mean, let's be honest, he's going to be taking that Miz spot if he goes to WWE. WWE is very smart to know what they have with that, with Miz right now, and if he's got the legacy coming in, Listen, they're going to pay for him because they know what they're going to get, and it's a solid investment. I agree. I agree. This is this is right now, and obviously Tony Khan knows. We've been saying that Tony Khan's got to be more proactive in doing stuff, and obviously he knows because that's probably why there was a heated discussion. Mm-hmm. The fact that that leaked is kind of interesting in its own. Yeah. Where does this leave? Now, here's the problem. Can Tony Khan set his ego aside, which he has a problem doing sometimes, and try to do the right things to keep MJF, or is this just going to be the start of the year-and-a-half clock? Of the le- of 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 losing probably the biggest piece they could lose, in my opinion. No, you're absolutely right. No, and I think it is because I think if if Tony Khan decided to have a verbal battle with MJF about this, and you, like, listen, if MJF's already frustrated enough, what do you think this is going to happen after this argument? TK, man, I've said it before. If you're ever uh, going to listen to me, you, I told you you shouldn't have lost Cody because it's just a bad optic, and it yep. really is. And when he comes out at Mania with the pyro. And the Rhodeslander gimmick and the fucking music's the same because he owns all those rights. And the crowd pops. You're going to realize that you gave up a main eventer plus the touting of the fact that the face of the revolution and one of your executive vice presidents, one of the reasons why AEW is a thing, is now in the beholding to WWE. You know, you're the one to blame. When you come up to SummerSlam and buy SummerSlam, if not at SummerSlam, and Cody Rhodes is holding that WWE World Championship, which I know some people don't think is going to happen, Trust me, it's going to happen above his head at the big one of the biggest shows of the year. I can see him winning money in the bank in Allegiant Stadium. Less than a week, because I do believe the next uh, AEW show is Sunday again. Yeah. So that means less than a week because it'll be a Saturday. Saturday, I can see him at Allegiant Stadium holding that money in the bank briefcase. I'm just throwing these things out there because they're going to happen. If you guys think that they're dropping the ball, you're fucking wrong because a year and a half is the time. The counter is set. We don't remember when Hangman pages up, and I do believe it is next year. I do believe it's 2023. February, I think. February 2023, I do believe that's correct. But either way, the MJF timer is a year and a half right now. It's like, like you know, when you're playing chess and you hit that timer, it started. Mm-hmm. It started. Tony, you can't drop this ball. And I'm saying this as somebody, uh, by the way, uh, passes to TK has been drinking his own Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Yeah. You cannot drop this ball, Tony. This is a big mistake. 
And WWE is going to do everything to push Cody Rhodes and to put him in a position where it sends the message, like we said before, to Hangman Page, to MJF, to Wardlow, and anybody else that they may want, that you can come here, get paid, get pushed. That's it. Yeah. It's... It's, it's a playbook that Vince has used before, so it's not like it's out of the realm. So if you might disagree with us, that's fine. I, I've heard some disagreements. But guys, just you don't have to go back far to see that playbook. No. They did it to TNA, mm-hmm. and they did it to WCW. And that's how they won the Monday Night War. They went to the gutter, and WCW couldn't because WCW is the one that made it go adult. Yeah. And then WWE outdid them. But then the biggest piece is they took their stars, they pushed their stars, so more stars wanted to come. And that's why when Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn and Shane Douglas, who ended up coming over, but he was part of it, Mm -hmm. all got fucking uh, stick up their ass and said, fuck it, we're going to Vince. Vince brought them all in with open arms. And that's how you ended with Chris Benoit throwing the WCW world title in a garbage can. If you guys don't remember, he threw that belt in the trash can. Yep. He he beat Psycho Sid for the title on a pay-per-view during an interview in the back, as he walked out of the building, he threw the belt in a, in, a, in a garbage can, got in a car, and left. And they were on Raw on Monday because, you know, when you don't have 90-day complete clauses. Yeah. Why do you think that's built into every WWE performer's contract? And even when their contracts are up, there's a no-compete clause. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's built in. That's why. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something a little more fun. jeez. <laughs> but a little more convoluted. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you might know, Ric Flair has a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he has a podcast, well, did have a podcast, with Mark Madden, former WCW commentator, Mark mm-hmm. Madden. Well, the other day, Mark Madden wrote this on Twitter. I am leaving the at Flair Uncensored podcast effective immediately. It's not a good fit for me anymore, especially scheduling the prep and taping during my jam-packed work week. Thanks to at Ric Flair, Nature Boy, and at Pod Heat for the opportunity and for understanding. Now, anybody else on the planet would have just let that be. Yep. Or at very least said, okay, you know, you'd sad to see you go, whatever. But not Ric Flair. Because Ric Flair doesn't understand how this shit works. So Ric Flair writes, and I quote, by the way, this is the condescending asshole he is. Love and appreciate you at Mark Madden X. Sounds like pretty good, right? Yeah, sure. But actually, I relieved you of your duties, exclamation point. Best of luck with your work, exclamation point. I'll be back and better than ever next Monday, exclamation point. Going home to my son-in-law at Hey Hey, it's Conrad. To which Mark Madden replied, quote tweeted and replied, in BTW, you didn't have the balls to tell me you were firing me. You said the podcast was canceled, period. Your son-in-law had to tell me the truth. Why couldn't you just let it go, question mark? Why couldn't you just be a friend after 35 years, question mark? Now, once again, sounds bad, right? Oh, yeah. You think that that's where it would end, right? Well, you would think. But no, 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 no. It's it's not ending there. As Ric Flair quotes me then said, Mark, it's so sad. You've been telling everyone for 30 years that I'm the greatest wrestler ever. Quit trying to get the rub that made you who you are, exclamation point. Look forward to hearing you on the at Pat McAfee show. Oh, wait, sorry, he canceled you too, exclamation point. Just be happy and enjoy life. Now, this is where it got ugly. Yeah. This <laughs> and I mean. This is like at that time, at this moment. You know, at this moment, he realized he fucked up. Mm-hmm. So first things first. I got to make sure I'm on the right one because there was so much to be. Yeah, there was a thread to say the least. 
So first things first, Mark Madden responds with, have another drink. God gave you the gift of life a few years back, and you thank him by getting shit-faced every single night like you are right now. Like you are right now. You are the greatest wrestler ever. What you've become is sad. He then goes on to say that he is going that uh, he, he is since the gloves are off now, he is going to in the near future speak about everything that led to him leaving all of the dirt. But that's not even it. That's not even the funnest part, Ken M. Because you know the funnest part is still to come. Mm -hmm. Which is sad that that's not even the funnest part. I know. When asked, you know, what could he possibly know? A fan responded to one of them, and and I'm paraphrasing because I'm not looking it up. A fan looked it up and said, you know, wasn't he supposed to go to to AEW, but then he told the world that uh, he he was too loyal to Vince to go and do anything with all the wrestling, which is actually what he said. Mm Mm-hmm. Mark Madden says, Rick was planning to work at AEW till the dark side app. Not sure what Tony Khan thought. Khan doesn't talk to Rick now. Disinvited Rick from his birthday party. Ooh. Ooh. And mind you, there's more to come. Yeah. Keep your eyes posted on Mark Madden's Twitter, I guess. Uh, I'm, uh, Pat says, I'm trying to find a joke to make it missed all this, but I can't. It's all fucking sad. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. There's a reason, and I said this in the Patriot exclusive for, for 3FN, because I had to tell Diesel about this story. Oh, I... But there's a reason why Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, is well taken care of of Hulk Hogan. You want to know what that reason is? Hmm. And I'm not saying it's cause, not because he's a loyal friend, because he is. Yeah. But it's because, at the end of the day, if you have somebody that knows where all the bodies are buried, you better take care of that person, because they can tell the world where those bodies are buried, and how those bodies were buried. Facts. And we can agree that Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, knows more about Hulk Hogan than anybody. Yeah. But you see, Hulk Hogan's never going to be dumb to turn his back on Jimmy Hart because he knows that that's bad business. Mark Madden, come to find out, is that to Ric Flair? And that's so crazy. So right now, we are sitting on a powder keg of probably some fucking uh, uh, shoot interview he's going to sell. Yeah. Of all the bodies that Ric Flair buried. And mind you, Ric Flair is not a popular guy amongst most wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You can go online right now and look it up, and there's hours of guys shooting on Flair and how shitty he is. Just listen to, by the guy, a WWE Hall of Famer coming up, which we'll talk about in a minute, Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about Ric Flair. Ask the franchise St. Douglas about Ric mm-hmm. Flair. Oh, yeah, that's well documented. Ask Mick Foley about Ric Flair, even though they kind of made up. Ask yeah. him about Ric Flair. I mean, I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. Shouldn't have probably crossed that thing. You got to add anything to the Mark Madden, Ric Flair drama. You know, it's Mark left very classy, but Rick just had to put something in there, and now he's going to pay for it because trust us, when Mark decides to un- uh, uncover the bodies, as you want to put it, this is not going to be a pretty sight. And I'm expecting some big fallout from this, big time. Oh, it, you you ain't lying, brother. Yeah. Oh, God. I just, it's crazy to me. This is absolutely, absolutely bonkers. But, you know, it's like sometimes when the ego, you know, it, how this reads to me is like when your ego just refuses to let something go and you have to feel like you, you, you're you the bigger person about this. Like you won. It's like, no, you didn't. Like the business ended. Mark put out something classy and, and that's where it should have stayed. True, true, true. Well, I got two more stories to get in. One of them is very serious, so we'll start with that. We'll go with that one, and then we'll go to a more lighthearted one that I think you and I both forgot about, 
But I want to have some fun because I know it'll excite you getting us pumped up for the main event of okay. the show. So first of all, let's start with, it's not really sad, but it's it's definitely heartbreaking news. Uh, this past week, we found out that the game Triple H has, has been forced to retire from mm-hmm. in-ring action. Of course, pretty awesome. This is how far WWE's come for all those haters. He did it on ESPN with a conversation with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I'm surprised about this. So that's that's pretty pretty awesome yeah, in its own because that doesn't normally happen for people. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, Triple H, of course, in this man. It, it, first of all, we'll, we'll talk about his legacy and everything, which I think that it, you can't talk enough about it. But what scared the shit out of me, and I, I know I wrote this to our group, is I'm, I, I don't go to the doctors often. I, I, I really don't. I just don't. You know, I'm, I'm healthy when I go. I'm always healthy. I mean, if I, I go for nagging stuff or whatever, whatever, definitely go to get checked out. Triple H, I guess, falls under that as well. Mm. The fact that the only reason he went to the hospital the day that he had his cardiac episode was because Stephanie McMahon saw blood pooling up on the sides of his mouth. Yeah. And the fact that you read this and it said... The normal blood, not blood pressure, the normal pressure or the flow of blood in your system is between 60 and 90. Mm-hmm. And his, when he got to the hospital, was 30, and within a half hour, it dropped to 12. Yeah. And he was in full cardiac arrest. Like, literally, almost died. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that he went when he went, if he would have waited another 10 minutes, he's dead. Mm-hmm. If he would have, you know, not gone, period, he's dead. Yeah. If the doctors didn't act quick enough and, and do what they did, he's dead. Like it's a it's a really crazy story, and we were wondering for a long time because nobody was talking about it what was happening, and it really truly is is that he, he I mean he's going to try to slowly I guess work back into the the business side of things, mm-hmm. but he's only doing a little bit at a time because he can't have his stress levels high because he's still recovering, right? And the fact that he can't wrestle again, even though it was it was said even admitted by him, I do believe that he was slated to have a match this year at WrestleMania. Yeah, something was in the works. He was going to do something in the works, which you never know. It could have been Cody. Yeah, would have been interesting, right? Oh, that would have been very interesting. But uh, I'm not saying it was completely, mm-hmm. but it might have been. But man, fucking craziness! How do you feel about the cardiac arrest and what we found out from that ESPN? Yo, I'm just thankful that, uh, that he got it caught in time because that is no joke to mess around with that. And just you know, how scary you think about it, you know? Because like I'm, you know, we're like the same. Like you know, I I hate going to the doctors. I try fighting it as much as humanly possible. But in this situation, it's like I'm glad that you know Stephanie caught him when that she did and got him there in the right time. I mean, it's heartbreaking to see that this is how the career has to end. But I think it's better that he's still alive that we can give him his flowers and say what what a great legacy he's left behind. Which, for the most part, from everybody on the internet, the outpouring has been beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. And uh, you know, there's some people out there still that are Triple H haters. Are always going to be. Yeah, they think that the only reason that he's got a legacy is because he married the boss's daughter. I don't know. He started that legacy before then. Facts. And uh, just because you're the boss's daughter doesn't mean you can get it done in the ring and the careers that he built. I hear a lot of the who he buried during the reign of terror. But then again, would you have really wanted to see Scott Steiner as champion or Goldberg have a gigantic run back then? Because guess what? They were both that good in the ring. Yeah. I mean, the only people I I, I would say that he kind of held back a little bit was maybe Van Dam and Kane. But in the long run, things that it really hurt them Booker to T? not be champion. Yeah, Booker. Oh, well, the Booker T main event match. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the one. Yeah. That was that was a little fucked up. But whatever. But those aren't necessarily. He wasn't in charge of any kind. Right, of, right. Did, that's so. It's not his decision. Did it play a part that he's Vince's son-in-law? I don't know. We can't fucking guarantee that. You're right. But outside of that, look at the business he did do. Look at the you know the reason why Randy Orton is a legend. Mm-hmm. is because of Triple H. The reason Batista is a Hall of Famer and a legend is because of, of Triple H. Him and The Rock had one of the greatest feuds of all time. Yes. 
uh, you know, and it goes on. Him and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels comes back to wrestling to have a great feud with Triple H, and then later on to reform D Generation X. I mean, this dude has done a lot, and then you go into his role with NXT. Yeah, and the outpouring you hear from you know the quote unquote Hunter's kids, you know Papa H as we've joked or Papa Hunter as as they even say, and the outpouring from them when he got sick or it's not technically sick. He had the cardiac issue. Right. And then even now with the retirement has been amazing. Adam Cole wrote, and I'm not going to read it because it was fucking touching, wrote one of the most beautiful statements I've ever seen to Triple H. Mm-hmm. Like thanking him for everything because without him, he's not where he's at. Without him, you know, he doesn't grow as a person. Without, you know, it was beautiful. Even like even some small like Miro writing, you know, man, you know, bless you. Yeah. And everything you've done. You're the, you're, you're the best. Like, there's people who have axes to grind with World Wrestling Entertainment that are like, man, our love for Triple H is bigger than that. Uh, Pat says, great performer, great on the mic, some of the best entrances I've ever seen. Going to miss seeing him in the ring, but I don't want to see something bad happen, so I understand it. I agree. Yeah. I think it is a perfect time to call it a career, but anybody who's out there hating, man, I'm sorry. You, you can't really hate on the guy. The guy's body of work speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Probably deserves his own fucking wing. And on top of that, his work outside of the ring, and I understand that like shit went to hell after he left. That should just prove it. Oh, it's, it's true. I mean, you, you, it's the one thing when he can transcend from in the ring to outside the ring. And what he did for NXT and the fact that it was so heartbreaking to a lot of fans because he really was the game. He really understood how the internet worked. He really understood what the fans wanted was, was a wrestling product. It was so different from WWE that that's where it found its audience. He's the one that you know put that all together and really ran with that ball. And just like I say, to touch upon the the in ring work he's done and just how many people you think about during the Attitude Era, he was one of the biggest factors with DX. And just when he took the ball after Sean was gone, and you know how he did it with, you think about what he worked with the New Age Outlaws and X Pac and brought them up and made them great. And the and the feud they had, the original Fight Forever was him and Triple Eight or him and The Rock. And just to see the different feuds he went into. And then even coming back from that injury. And we were fortunate enough to see him the before he made his debut on Monday Night Raw coming back from the injury. He wrestled a house show here in Binghamton. Looking at just everything he's done for the business, he really was the game. I mean, we'll talk about that. That return at Madison Square Garden was one of the biggest pops in the history of wrestling. Oh, absolutely. With his music hit and the crowd lost their shit mm-hmm. because it was the first time he'd been on live television in a while. You know, the, the thing of the matter is, is there's like I said, there's always going to be an amount of haters out there, and that's fine. If you don't disagree, if you disagree, you disagree. I just don't like seeing the toxic shit. When you, I didn't see too much of it, you did see a little bit, but people were quickly here and there. On, but people was, were quickly getting on them. They got like, drowned Get the out. Fuck out of here, man. Yeah. And like I said, a person's respect comes from what your peers say and what the people that you helped out along the way say. And when you hear nothing but good things from, you know, young guys like Austin Theory and Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, uh, you know, Miro to, you know, he's still a young guy. You know, when all these guys who helped were helped by Kevin, Ste- Kevin, Kevin Steen, sorry, Kevin Owens, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call him. He also was like, you know, if, if it wasn't for Triple H, I'm not here. Mm-hmm. I'm not mean, you know, I'm not a big deal at WrestleMania. I'm not having the fucking time of my life. You know, Triple H is the guy who believed in me. Triple H is the guy that signed me. Yeah. You know, Sami Zayn, the same, et cetera, et cetera. These guys that we all watch and love, they want to be in the company doing what they're doing mm. if it wasn't for the game. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm happy that uh, 
you know, when he gets back to 100%, I'm happy he's coming back in the fold. But I'm happy when he gets 100%, he'll be back doing the business side of things where he's one of the best guys on talent, and hopefully that gets better. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see if he can do something cool with a Braun Breaker. Yeah. Like, the kid's already got all the tools, but with Triple H in his ear trying to lead him along the way, it, it, it means all the difference in the world. So, once again, I'm happy that he's safe. It sucks that we won't get to see that, you know, one more match like you always want to see, but I get it here. Yeah. All right, Ken, I told you I just wanted to end on a high note because that's a little sadder, mm-hmm. but I wanted to end on a high note. And more particular, I wanted to make you happy before we finish, wrap it up to go into the break before the main event. Ooh, ooh, okay. All right, so I forgot that we had messed about it. We messed about a lot this week. Yeah, this we week did. was a busy week. Yeah, yeah. There was... I woke up on Sunday morning to a litany of messages. And and, and it was like the dirt sheets went to fucking war overnight. And leading the goddamn charge. And now, mind you, I hate this company, and I think they're fucking morons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like most of the dirt sheet guys. The only one I'm all right with, really, is SRS. I've always commented about that, but I'm not saying I trust everything he says, but... It's the only one I'm really all right with. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But ringside news we don't really like. Yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, boy, did they set the world on fire. I'm going to read some highlights, and I just want the reaction and at home to know this. If you guys didn't see this, this is crazy shit. Uh, ringside news said, uh, <laughs> first of all, they said a, a statement that said, that's literally our job, and we are the fucking best at it. We do so much good for the IWC. We help GoFundMe's. We help smaller promotions get uh, news out, et cetera, et cetera. They would go on to say, after they quote tweeted, because they continued this, and the stream goes on for a while, AEW wouldn't exist without dirt sheets putting them over. There, I finally said it, but it's 100% true. We probably sell more tickets to that shit than anyone. Think long and hard about that. Where did you even first hear of AEW? By the way, this is the first time. This is why I said they burnt the fucking world down. I started mm-hmm. with a statement on originally. They burnt the world down because finally one of the dirt sheets admitted this. Now, I'm not saying this is gospel because once again, Ooh. we all know that I'm not a big fan. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. Theirs. Right, right, right. But, but, but let, let's, in my opinion, when they're right, they're right. This is some shit, man. Literally said, yeah, yep, we're the reason why AEW is where it is. Okay. I promise you that they lit the dirt sheets on fire. Here we go. Steve Carey of Ringside News tweeted, See, at Dave Meltzer 1's report on Cody Rhodes, he doesn't know jack shit, so he reported he is signed and isn't signed. So this idiot's going to do a fucking victory lap either way. That's not journalism. That's you being worked by a moron to get your fucking money. <laughs> Wait a minute. Has Ringside News been plagiarizing us? Maybe? I was going to say, know. like, wait, wait. But I'm all right with it because they're lighting the world on fire. Yeah. You ready for some more? I'll bring it on. Steve Carrier I'm here goes, for this. Steve Carrier goes on to say, no, fuck you. Brad is more accurate than Mr. Plans Changed at Dave Meltzer WON. <laughs> Plans didn't fucking change. This fucking idiot is wrong half the time and fucking lies about it, but yet you still all give him this, his, your fucking money. You can read about it for free and at Ringside News. <laughs> Oh, it, it gets better. 
It gets better. He said, I literally had to threaten this piece of shit with loss of revenue to credit at ringside news. It's hilarious, but sad at the same time. Most of the time he says this bullshit anyways. I love how he's been guessing Cody's status when someone like me could just fucking ask. Wow. Oh, it gets better. Oh. By the way, uh, Pat says, Ringside News is banned source on the Squared Circle subreddit, which tells me all I need to know about them. Fuck those guys. Oh, I, I agree that I don't like them, yeah. but they are going hard. Yeah, they're they're going hard about this. Okay. And I don't think that they're wrong about anything that they're saying about Uncle Dave thus far. My opinion so far? Yeah. Mind you, some of these are in response to people arguing with them. They say, okay, yeah. Why? Because you pay $10 a month to, leer, to, to hear who produced some shitty segment on Raw, LOL? <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. He, uh, yeah, ringside. And there was more. That was just the highlights that we fucking got Sunday morning. I went, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) The dirt sheets are eating themselves. Yeah. Survival of the fittest here. Wow. Oh, my God. I've been saying forever most of those statements. So that's why I agree with them. Ringside News is not the most reliable source for wrestling news. But let's be honest. Most of those places are. I will give them the one credit. They are free. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact that they went right after fucking Uncle, old Uncle Dave. By the way, Uncle Dave didn't fire much back. Usually when he's quiet is when he's wrong. Yeah, I didn't see Like hear, real I, wrong. I, I didn't, didn't There was no response. It's just like when Sean Ross Sapp went after him for plagiarizing. You notice he was awful quiet about that shit too. Because mm-hmm. he's like, obviously Uncle Dave pays for Fightful Select. And so, uh, you know, is what it is. But also to that point, uh, Pad, when you made about Square Circle uh, subreddit, the Square Circle subreddit is full of bullshit too, because it's a bunch of fans that will hear shit from Uncle Dave. So it's kind of like misinformation of misinformation of misinformation. I've said it, and I'll say it again: if you're not getting your wrestling sources from the reporting of Sean Rossap, not the opinions, right. but the reporting of Sean Rossap, or from Mike Johnson, mm-hmm. then it ain't real. Yeah. I throw Errol Hawani in there too but now because he's now starting well, now to do he's more, to do more wrestling. Stuff, yeah, yeah, but obviously he is. It, without being said, he is one of the top combat sports reporters out there. Oh, facts, absolutely, probably but the the top guy, the gold standard for just wrestling. Mike Johnson, yes, because Mike Johnson will not report anything. He'll say, "Oh, I've heard a rumor." Yeah, but then he'll he won't report it as fact until he has the numbers, right? Or until he has whatever. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Son Ross Sapp does a great job. Like, I like to pick on some of his opinions. Yeah, but f- as far as reporting goes, yeah, he's pretty good. But he does he does technically, and he will not say something as fact until he has the pieces for it. Yes. So, like, he, he was very leery. And, of course, like I said, proof is in the pudding. Sean Ross Sapp was one of the first people to break Cody Rhodes was going to end up leaving AEW. People told him he was a liar and full of shit. Guess he wasn't wrong. No, he absolutely got that one right. By the way, if you know how Mike Johnson breaks a lot of his sources, is... uh personally for WWE, like contract stuff is because he's a shareholder for world wrestling entertainment, which he should be Mm -hmm. like most people should have been. And because they're a publicly traded company, anytime they sign a big contract, they have to let their uh, shareholders shareholders know. know. So that's how he knew the Cody Rhodes thing was a done deal because it came through the shareholders. Smart move. Smart move. See, that's that's dedication to a fucking art, man. Not to mention he's respected. Mm -hmm. So guys in the back, he gets news straight from the source. Because they respect him, so they give him news. Because he doesn't report bullshit. He's not out there to be like, all right, the rumor mill says. Yeah. He gets real news. Uncle Dave, on the other hand. Second, third, fourth, fifth, non-existent sources. He's the perfect example of sources. Quote sources. My own fucking head. You know? Hey, what sources? 
But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of ring size news though, but woohoo! I woke up to that and went, what the fuck did I miss? Yeah, something went off. Because I say I was staying away from fucking Twitter this past weekend because I, yeah. Uh, I, I was on a sabbatical from wrestling, as we mm-hmm. all know, because I have a lot of wrestling to watch this week. So I was like, I'm going to enjoy my weekend. So I posted a few things. And that was it. Then me and you know, I could watch wrestling with Ken. The only wrestling event I watched GCW on Friday, the Thursday night event. We watched it on Friday. That was all the wrestling I watched. Yeah. I could have watched more, but I didn't. But woo! I knew you'd enjoy. I That's, forgot about that conversation for a minute. Wow. Yeah. That was bright and early Sunday morning. I sent you those. I was like, look at this shit. Yeah, no, I, was, I was reading that over coffee, doing comic reviews. I was like, wait, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Let the world burn, baby. Ooh, going into Mania Week hot. Eh, Uncle Dave must have pissed somebody off. Yo. They plagiarize him, baby. Plagiarize him. Not the first time we've heard that, though. Sean Ross Sapp has also made that accusation. Mm. But then again, you know, and the Cody Rhodes thing I was bitching about weeks ago. I'm yeah. like, this motherfucker literally has covered all his bases. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, I know. You talked about it. But never, never once was like, this is a contract negotiation, which it was the whole time. Yeah. And he negotiated, and he got the deal that he got from WWE, and there we are. That's it. That's bottom line. That's what it was. I said that from fucking jump. But this dude's out here like, oh, you might go back to AEW. Oh, you might go to WWE. I've heard AEW's close to sign him. Oh, I heard the talks were off with WWE. Like, he covered every base he could. Mm-hmm. It's because you're talking out your ass. Yeah. That's why I said we should call him Dave Nadamus or whatever. How do you want to go with Nostradamus with Dave's name in it? Because if you write enough shit, eventually you'll be right. Anyways, Ringside News got his ass. <laughs> Man, if I, I hate fucking ringside news, but I got to give them credit this week. Yeah. They, they got to get a credit this week. They got to they gotta get, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to play for them. Because I, 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 would, I would love to play something to say, yes, they got it. You know what? We'll give them the credit with. This is such good shit. We'll give them that. That's fair. That's, that's the best I can do. Actually, we could do this one for them. But you know and I know that you're only half the man that I am. Wait for it. have half the brain that you do. There you go. That's what I got for him. All right. Ken M. We're going to take a break. Our final break. And we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about the granddaddy of them all. Because it is time to talk WrestleMania. Can you already believe how many WrestleManias there's been? This is 38. This is wild. 38 WrestleManias. Of course, we're going to talk all about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame, the NXT show, and break down both nights of the granddaddy of them all right after this break. During the break, if you are watching on Twitch, you will see information for the Three Fat Nerds podcast. You will also hear the theme song from the Three Fat Nerds podcast. It is called Fail Better by our good friend Shout the Robots. Make sure you check them out. Mm-hmm. They got some good stuff coming on their Patreon, too. So- Patreon.com slash Shout the Robots. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back with the main event.
of 607-TWS, and it's time to talk all things WrestleMania. Yes. Because it is upon us, the stupendous WrestleMania 38 goes down this weekend, and of course, we talked about the collective, we talked about Ring of Honor, we talked about New Japan Strong, and we've talked about some other smaller companies, but you know what it's time to talk about? It's time to talk about the reason why everybody is in Dallas, Texas to begin with. The granddaddy of them all. No matter how you feel about it, it is the biggest wrestling event of the year. Mm-hmm. It is the Super Bowl of pro wrestling. Am yes. I wrong? No, this is absolutely the largest event of all pro wrestling. It's going to be so big now. It's two nights in, and you know what? This is the one that if you're a casual fan, if you're a diehard fan, you tune in because it is the brand. Enough said. All right. Well, let's start off by talking about the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes. Which is coming up on Friday, April 1st. I do believe they're showing an hour of it or whatever after SmackDown, correct? Mm -hmm. Am I I wrong there? Correct. So let's talk about it. At first, we thought there was only going to be one inductee for the longest time, but now we've got a whole class. Yes. Are we ready to talk about this class? Indeed. All right. First up, entering the Hall of Fame this year, Queen Charmel. Charmel Sullivan. Yeah. She will be inducted by her husband, Book T. Yeah. And uh, she was the 1991 Miss Black America, former Nitro Girl, and longtime manager in WCW and WWE, most famously of her husband, Booker T. Most famously for all saying, all hail King Booker. Yeah. I <laughs> I still don't get it. I mean, no, nothing personal, but I just, I, I don't get it for the body of work. Next up, posthumously, of course, because he's no longer with us. Vader Leon White will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Of course, the posthumous in, uh, inductee, three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion, one-time WCW United States Champion, Battle Bowl winner, one-time Slammy Award winner, had great matches with everybody, including with the man who is inducting him into the Hall of Fame, and that, of course, is the legendary hardcore legend Mick Foley. Long overdue. Big Van Vader was such a force, and then 
I'll be an outside WWE. And then when he came in, listen, he, he was still making some impact. So this is a great addition to the Hall of Fame. I'm super excited about this. One. As well as I, we finally found out who the Warrior Award recipient would be, and it will be Shad Gaspard. Uh, of course, he, this is also a posthumous uh, mm-hmm. recipient. He's the former WWE wrestler in the Crime Time Tag Team with JTG, who heroically sacrificed himself to save his son from drowning in 2020. He'll be inducted by Dana Warrior. I think they should just rename the fucking award after Shad Gaspar. Absolutely. Listen, my problems with this Warrior Award have been a litany, and I'm not saying anything bad about Dana Warrior. Mm-hmm. I don't think she has any. I have no ill will towards her. I think she does a good job of doing her charity job for WWE. Mm-hmm. However, her husband, less than stellar record. Yeah. As announced today. Today this was announced. Entering the WWE Hall of Fame. Rick and Scott, the Steiner brothers, ladies and gentlemen. The Steiner brothers, two-time WWF Tag Team Champions, two-time IWGP Tag Team Champions, seven-time WCW World Tag Team Champions, and one-time WCW United States Tag Team Champions. Scott Steiner, whose real name is Scott Rex Steiner, which is both of their names. Mm. Uh, One-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion, two-time WCW Television Champion, two-time WCW United States Champion. And then, of course, you have Rick Steiner, who is Robert Rex Steiner. Uh, He is a three-time WCW World Television Champion, one-time WCW United States Champion, one-time WCW World Tag Team Champions without Scott, and one-time WCW United States Tag Team Champions without Scott as well. Great tag team. I mean, one of the most legendary runs in both WCW and WWE. And then I was actually surprised about this because I know Scott, obviously... There's been a lot of problems between Scott in particular and World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. I do believe that Rick's son, uh, the now known as Braun Breaker, Mm -hmm. I do believe he has done a great job of probably bridging the gap between uh, his dad and his uncle and World Wrestling Entertainment. I would say so, too. And I'm going to say this right now. If we don't get a Steiner math breakdown about the chances of anybody else getting into the WWE Hall of Fame compared to him uh, is an epic fail. I hope so. Um, also, I think it probably helped. Probably Triple H probably reached out as well. Let's yeah. be honest. All right. That brings us to the last one. The big one. The mm. one we all knew coming as soon as they booked fucking Texas. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. He's recognized for, and this is, all, this is not even the full list, by the way. W four-time WWE champion, three-time world heavyweight champion, one-time hardcore champion, six-time WWF tag team champion, one-time WCW tag team champion, 2007 Royal Rumble winner, 15-time Slammy Award winner, uh, the Tuwak Mountain Trophy winner, most widely known for the streak, a series of 21 victories at WrestleMania with an overall record of 25-2 and two, and being the longest-tenured WWE wrestler totaling 30 years this man deserve probably gets gonna get his whole uh, really whatever you think about him personally mm-hmm. this man is probably gonna get his whole wing if they ever open a lot real fucking hall of fame oh yeah to to say one of the greats of all time is an understatement and for somebody that took a character and made it into an icon is just truly suspended especially in this day and age the body of work he's done, everything he's done for the business, I mean, you can't find a better recipient of being a nominee for the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. By the way, Padawan Jay says, also Scott Steiner has a 66 and two-thirds percent of a math degree. <laughs> this is facts. And you know what you get? 
I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. So overall, how are you feeling about the uh, wonderful uh, Hall of Fame class of 2022? Uh, like the class, I mean, like I said, the only one that just I'm surprised because of the body work in wrestling is Queen Charmel. That's the only one that really kind of threw me for a loop. But listen, I, I'm happy for all the nominees regardless. So this is going to be a great night to celebrate, you know, some great wrestling, you know, icons that are going in, especially The Undertaker and the Steiner Brothers throwing me for a loop. I mean, not that they're not deserving. No, but. I, I think that they're very deserving, but I'm with you because I did not expect this was ever going to happen. And, yeah. and now, you know, but then again, I years ago, I didn't expect Bruno San Martino is ever going to go in because of his feelings for Vince McMahon. You know, I there's a lot of guys that sometimes you just, Jeff Jarrett. Yep. Somebody would have told me Jeff Jarrett was not only going to go in the Hall of Fame, but work for WWE again in the back. Yeah, I would have been like, get out of here. I would have been like, you're fucking lying. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it proves once again that what Vince says is that, you know, sometimes what people understand is this business, and yeah, maybe somebody gets, you know, heard about it, but at the end of the day, we're still family. And, you know, unfortunately, he's got to make tough decisions sometimes, and maybe that doesn't rub everybody the right way. Mm-hmm. But I, I've said this before, I said it again, we can't judge Vince McMahon just by his business decisions because he's done a lot of great things for a lot of great people and does not take enough credit for it. Just like at the Hall of Fame, he refuses to let people thank him. Yes. So it's kind of one of those things where he doesn't, even on Pat McAfee's show, when he was on Pat McAfee's show and Pat was thanking him, mm-hmm. he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Also, you know, oh, Mr. McMahon, I'm sorry. No, just call me Vince. Yes. Like, I, we're not, there's no character. Mm-hmm. I don't want you treating me any different than you treat any of the other guys. Yeah. It's one of these weird things. He's like, he's, believe it or not, for as much as we paint him as whatever, he's actually a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the guy that got, you know, Harley Race back home and fucking buried. He's the guy that, you know, even after he, the, you know, Chelsea Green was released, had her come in rehab at the Performance Center because she had an injury. Uh, you know, he's the guy that sent John Moxley to rehab. Yeah. Well, paid for it at least. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like, and, and that's why he's working for the competitor, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he cares. No, at this stage. Once again, like I said, does he make some fucked up business moves? Do we agree with everything? Of course. But that has to be separated from the person he is. Mm -hmm. And I think far too often we just judge him on his business moves. Right. And it's interesting to me that he's going to, for the second time ever, induct somebody in the Hall of Fame. But you know that relationship. I mean, they've talked about this is the only time when the Taker got concussion against Brock Lesnar. That's the only time that Vince has ever left WrestleMania. Yeah, he left WrestleMania with the hospital with him. Yeah. You know, fucking, you know, I'm not surprised here. I mean, the only other person he inducted was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, Stone Cold is Stone Cold as well. Yeah. All right. Let's start talking about wrestling events because we got, first up, the uh, NXT. WWE NXT Stand and Deliver. It's coming to you on April 2nd. So Saturday during the afternoon, I do believe. Mm. I do not have the time on here for some reason. I do. I want to say it's like 3 p.m. It's early. I know it's, it's early It's before afternoon. Mania. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I don't have the time. If, Pat, if you have that and throw it in the chat, I'll read it later. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly, I just, for some reason, this article does not have the time, but it has the matches. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. We got LA Knight versus Gunther. <laughs> I, I still can't get the Fucking handle Fucking Walter, why do we change the name? I, you know I what? mean, I guess it could be worse. It could be Butch. No, because you know why? This goes back to the whole Braun Breaker, Rex Steiner thing. I think what they did is they had their names for NXT, but for the expected call-up to the main roster, he they gave a, a name that, that Vince can run with as a character. Maybe, but I'm just I just don't I hate like the, it. I hate the name. No, I'm with you right there. I mean, uh, like I said, it's not as bad as Butch. Yeah, Butch, yeah. Which, yeah at least credit to Pete Dunne. He's running with it. 
on true. social media. True, but, true. Butchamania, I think is... Uh, Butchamania's running wild. Yeah. But for this match, though, it should be an exciting match. I'm excited for it. Uh, Gunther all day, though. I, I think as much as LA Knight's going to give him a good run, I mean, it's it's Walter. Honestly, this match is really dumbfounding to me. We got Tommaso Ciampa, the, the heart and soul of, of NXT, versus Tony D'Angelo. Well, the thing about this one, though... Because I have caught a little bit of NXT 2.0. I've been trying to give it another shot. This is Ciampa's rumored last match. He gave a very heartfelt goodbye speech to the NXT crowd. And this is going to be his way, much like how Johnny Gargano put over um, Grayson Waller there. I think we're going to have the same thing happen here. And I think that either Ciampa's going to the main roster or he's going to go do the indies. Like I'm not really sure where he's going to wind up. I know he's been doing some matches like on main event or Raw here and there. I haven't been watching. I mean, I'm honest. I mean, hey, what am I doing during Raw? I'm here. Yeah. So that well, being said. We all know I watch zero hours. Oh, ex- exactly. Like I, I catch the YouTube clips, but I know he's he's been up on the main roster, but he did give a heartfelt speech. So that being said, that's why we're having this match with Tony D'Angelo, and that's why I think D'Angelo's winning. Obviously. Uh, by the way, uh, Pat got back. Stand and deliver starts at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So there you go. So super oh, wow. early. So that's good. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. So I knew he wouldn't fail me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, for the Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Women's Championship, your champion, Mandy Rose, defending against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. So this match has had an interesting setup. I mean, Toxic Attraction down in NXT 2.0 has been doing a lot of good things. And they're getting ready for the main roster push. So that being said, I'm not doubting Mandy Rose drops the belt and they do a big call-up you know, for Night After Mania, and she comes back with Toxic Attraction, to be quite honest. So this one, I don't have a clear-cut favorite, but I'll say Io Shirai, though. I'm going to just go with Cora Jade because she is the girlfriend of our good friend, uh, all heart, Blake Christian. True. All right, next up we have a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships, your champions, Imperium. Uh, Fabian Ackner and Marcel Barthel will be uh, challenged by MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley, and the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius. Okay, so the one thing about this that has been kind of a weird thing is somebody has been targeting Diamond Mind and the Creed brothers specifically. There is a tag team that's been doing these weird behind-the-scenes moves at them. I know last week they they trashed their locker room while they were in the ring. Uh, Distorted voices, you couldn't see their faces. So... I, do you think it's the Steiners? Well, you know what? I, <laughs> I'm very curious of who it's going to be because I don't remember anybody getting signed that's a tag team. And then has there been a team that's been on the main roster that's been a ghost that could make an appearance and come down? Could it, could it be Veer? I, I heard mean, he's coming he's, he's coming in after Raymania, allegedly. I'll believe it when I see it. The greatest thing that Veer could do is he comes out on Raw and just walks right out of the arena. Like, he just keeps going like he came to Raw and then left. Oh, be, no, he just walks out to yep. Damolina and walks back. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and then he's like, like well, it. Veer was here. So, so this one, though, uh, I'm going to say MSK, though. MSK? I like MSK. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we find out this uh, mystery tag team. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like I said, I can't think of anybody who's been signed. I don't think it's Gacy and Harland because um, I think Gacy's got a match on this card. But either or... It's kind of an interesting storyline with that aspect because the Creed Brothers. I can, I can confirm that he does not have a listed match yet. That doesn't mean he won't have a okay. match. Okay. So, I it mean, it's quite possible it could be those two, which, I mean, that would be an interesting feud. But I'm really not sure who this mystery team is going to be, but I do think we're going to see a new, though. All right. Well, next up, we have a fatal five-way ladder match for the NXT North American champion, your champion, Carmelo Hayes, defending against Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, Solo Sequoia, 
A Kid or Cameron Grimes? Who the fuck is A Kid? Uh recent signee. Okay. Um Oh, they did it. They did it. They did a, a promo for him. But speaking of promos for or this, Roderick Strong, sorry, because Roderick Strong is also in this mix. Right. I'm going to say Cameron Grimes. And the reason I'm going to say this is this whole feud has been based on or his whole storyline going into this is he's been in NXT for how long now? He's never won a belt. They did this video vignette of him talking backstage and saying how he's you know dedicating for this for this father and like talking about his relationship with his dad watching wrestling he never got the chance to see him win the belt so like now he's like focused to do it and they're really pushing for him like he had to fight his way to get in the last spot for this ladder match so I think all signs point to to the moon so one could hope yes. But that leaves us with the main event of the evening as far as the ones listed so far. And that, of course, will be for the NXT Championship. Your champion, Dolph Ziggler, defending against the former champion, Braun Breaker. See, ordinarily, I would say this would be a new, but I have a feeling that Ziggler is going to win by nefarious ways. And maybe, maybe, I'm going to say a 30% chance this is Breaker's last match before he gets called up. I could see this being a night after Mania deal. I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, dig. I mean, the whole thing with NXT 2.0, and I will say this, it's gotten better if you buy it as a WWE product. If you try comparing it to black and gold, it's not, you can't. It's black and gold, unfortunately, is gone. But they have been trying to make some stars out of here. I see the direction they're going in. Is it something I say is must-watch? No, but do I catch it? Yeah, here and there. And I think the product has gotten better. Am I saying it's a home run and a must-watch? No. Agreed. But they're taking steps in the right direction. They are trying to make some stars, which I do applaud. And I think what they've done with Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction has been very, very good. What they've done with Braun Breaker and, and trying to make him the face of NXT, I think is a smart move too. And then even the backstories, even Cameron Grimes and LA Knight, like they're still having those guys there, still being relevant by working with some of the newer talents as well. Good stuff. I'm hoping for the best show that possible. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be watching Effie's Big Gay Brunch at that time, but uh, I'll keep my eye on this and uh, make sure I know what's going on. Yeah. All right, it's time. Ken, we're finally there. We're here. Time to talk about WrestleMania, as uh, Santino Morello would say. Yes. By the way, how weird was it on the, that one uh, Impact show where he did guest commentary? Yeah. That, and we no. didn't even know who the fuck it was at first. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's Santino. I know. No accent, <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> it's weird to hear him in his normal voice. But anyways, uh, great. I love it. And then, by the way, his daughter yeah, just, just got signed, signed to, to, to World Wrestling Entertainments. All right. So let's talk about WrestleMania, though. Enough about everything else. It's time. Oh, by the way, Pat says, just want to point out, Braun Breaker changed the name on his profile to Bronson Steiner. His handle is still the same, but his actual name changed. So he could be Bronson Steiner when he comes into uh, the main roster. Maybe that's part of the deal, brother. I mean, I taking care of the family. Remember, we were like saying that his 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 uncle and his dad might have said, hey, you don't want this. But now that everything's in the family fold, you never fucking know. It looks like they're to push this kid to the fucking moon. Oh, yeah. He looks like a million bucks. I'd like to see him get a little more work under himself. He's got all the tools to be a a huge star. And he's so young in this business. And he's just got he's he's got it. Yeah. Like, it's just I mean, the, 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 the literally. The moon is the ceiling, if if not further. Mm. This kid's good. This kid could be the next Roman Reigns. Easy. He's got the look. He's got. He really. Could, he could talk. Not as good right now, but he's getting better. Two years, him and MJF. Oh, that's your great. mania match. That's oh, your man. mania match. That, I would. That, I would pay to see that. Yeah. Like I said, he's got a little more work to do, but he, the way he picks shit up, it's not going to take him long before he's like next level. Yeah. You know, he's. It's not going to take him long. Especially if you get him in there with some guys who can really work with him. Mm-hmm. All right. 
I mean, they protected him, and he's one of the people they protected because they got Tommaso Ciampa work with him. For yeah. Him. All right, here we go. Let's he's do got it. A good pedigree. Yep. Let's do it. Night one of WrestleMania, April the second. Coverage starts at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Main show starts at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do not know what they're doing for pre-show. If they're even doing pre-show matches, six to eight is the pre-show. So I think they're going to see a match in there somewhere. Yeah, I think they'll have a match or two. I would think. But sometimes they've gotten weird on that with WrestleMania recently, where they like I think last year. They only had, between the two nights, I think they only had one pre-show match. And on top of that, it was a lot of coverage, which I like because then it was very crisp through the event, yeah. if I will. Yeah, I, well, I think maybe last year might have had to do with the rain and the the, the other stuff down I there. Could, I could see that, but I also really do think that they're trying to put a concise show together. Yes. So they're literally using that two hours to give you the backstories to get you caught up for somebody like me who doesn't watch, who watches zero hours of WWE TV program and only catches highlights. So it's a good way for me to get caught up. And I do believe that that's what they're doing like they did last year. Now, my smart. if they do a match or two, I'm not upset about it because it kind of breaks up the monotony of just talking. Yeah. And that means we'll probably get some more matches added as we, we, we figure we're going to get some more matches added anyways. Honestly. Well, well, I know the biggest complaint that I've heard online right recently is they have not announced an Intercontinental title match or a United States title match. So I would not doubt that one gets added to the pre-show for both nights. Thank you, Pat, for reminding me of that. That is true. Night one, the pre-show is going to be on USA. Mm-hmm. At least an hour of it. I can't remember if it's the whole two hours, but at least an hour at of it is hour. going to be on USA. I want to say the 7 to 8 o'clock hour. Yes. And then uh, I don't think night two. I Pat, actually, I don't think night two is going to be in on on USA at all. But I could be wrong. So when you say no word yet, I'm I'm, I'm thinking that there it's just not. I do remember hearing night one, and I think it's only the seven to eight hour. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. It might be the whole two hours, but I do believe it's just seven to eight. I could be wrong. But just check your local uh, standards. If you're watching on Peacock, you get uh, the whole shebang, right? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm going to go in the order that Wikipedia has this because okay. actually they had the list. And I double checked it. It's right. They even added the matches. They got added tonight. Ooh. So, on night one, this is what they have listed for night one. Now, mind you, card is subject to change. Some of these matches might switch nights. These are just the matches that WWE, WWE it does have a loose fit for both nights, mm-hmm. but that does not mean, in my opinion, that they might stay there. Right. This is just what the skeleton looks like. So, if one of these matches switches to night two and a night two match switches to night one, it could happen because, you know, and it gets down to game time, especially since we are anticipating them adding an Intercontinental United States title match. That could be the difference. One night's going to get one. One night's going to get the other. Maybe they go, okay, well, since this night got this match and it's a little better, we'll move this match from night one to night two. They 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 did that last year. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of matches last minute that they switched nights on just because they were trying to balance them. Because you want people to watch both nights. Yeah. Let's be honest. So, night one. Let's start off. I'm going right in order because I feel like this is a good order, too. To, if this is the order of the show, I'd be happy with it, by the way. I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. Uh, They got listed first for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair challenging the champion. Big time Bex, Becky Lynch for the championship. I think it's Bianca's time to take the belt back at WrestleMania. Two years in a row, Bianca Belair shows why she's the primetime player. For anybody complaining about what happened at SummerSlam, it's Bianca's revenge tour, and it ends here and new. And expect a classic here. Yes. This is going to be a great match. Now, it would be fun if she... Gives her the old uh, shellacking and real quick pinfall, too, because I think that would be funny just for the overall. Yes. But I don't think that's going to happen. I really do believe this is going to be a classic. I think these two these two are going to go out there and put on a one hell of a show. Agreed. For the second year in a row, Bianca Belair is going to show why she's the future. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have a tag team match. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. By the way, Ken M., did you see that video package of Logan Paul working out in the ring? Also, Also, not to pat my own back, but I'm going to. I'm the one that said, when he puts his mind to something, 
So this could be good. You know what? I, I did see the video package, and I was going to say, I'm impressed. I uh, Like I say, I, I did not think he was going to be as, as ready for this as it's appearing he's going to be. I'm going to say Miz and Logan Paul, and I'm going to say we're finally going to get the Mysterio breakup. I think that could happen. Yes. I think that could happen. I think that Miz is going to take young Dominic Mysterio under his wing. Yes. I shit you not. I think that's how we're going to work this. I'm okay with this. I'd be okay with that. Uh, I do want to say this, though. Like I, I like I said, it's not to float Mike because we should float his his boat because he's the one doing it. But like I said, I don't like Logan Paul necessarily. Yeah, I'm, I'm but sorry. But you know what? He is a hard worker. He's worked hard at everything he's done, so I didn't expect any different. And from looking at that training footage, I think he's going to be able to wrestle. Yes. I don't know if he'll be bad bunny good, but I think he'll be decent. He'll be tolerable for what they need to do in the match because I think it's going to be a lot think, of rain. I think he'll there. be – I think yeah, but I think he'll be a little better than what people expect from a celebrity. Oh, I agree too. Yeah. He's not gonna, I don't think he'll be bad bunny good because bad bunny was amazing. Yes. But I think he'll be serviceable. Mm-hmm. He'll be the second best of bad bunny because I don't count Pat McAfee as a, as a celebrity guest. He works for the company. Yeah, he's now working for him. So Somebody else know. said something about him being a celebrity. I mean, he's a celebrity. He works for the company. Yeah. And he's been training to wrestle since 2014. Yeah, he built his own ring. I know. Uh, next up, they have a match I know you're looking forward to. Because you told me this off air. Don't let him lie to you, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss yes! and Butch in his corner. Wait, they had Butch in the corner now? Maybe. I'm joking. Oh, if only. If only. <laughs> I just wanted to throw Butch in there, but no, it's just Madcap Moss and the corner i mean what hook is to aew butch is to wwe exactly that's why i'm saying i just want to fuck uh, with you but I'm, anyways I'm there. I'm there it's drew mcintyre versus happy uh, corbin finally you know i know you've been waiting for this you've been telling me about it oh yeah ex- exactly because this is the feud that just really makes me want to watch wwe over if i, if over I have to take over. a shit this is going to be the match i take a shit during i agree because this should be over in five minutes uh like listen corbin's gonna is a is a great dance partner for him i'm happy more so than uh madcap moss with drew i'm expecting this to be a five minute match though and it's drew's winning this all day Next up, for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the champions, the Usos, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura in Rick Boogs. One of the most popular teams in all yeah. of WWE. I got to say, this pairing is is winning me over. Uh, I'm kind of surprised about a title shot, but then again, WWE's tag team division is always kind of like a... I'm going in new. Yeah. I'm I gonna, need Rick Boogs playing air guitar with a belt. Oh, yeah. We lost if, Kyle O'Reilly. You might as well get to Rick Boogs. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. If the forbidden door was only open for that, I need an air guitar off between those two. Yeah. No, I'm going to say I knew about this one because Usos have held it too long. By the way, time is for teasing you is over in a tag team match. We have the New Day, Kofi Kingston and King Woods taking on Sheamus and Rich Allen with Butch in their corner. That is official. Sorry. Yeah. So now, now I, I'm not teasing you. Yes. There. Well, I, it's, I'm excited because it's, it's Butch. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one should be an interesting match. Uh, I'm going to say and New Day is going to win this one. Um, I mean, this feud really hasn't done anything for me, so I'm kind of, you know, it is what it is. I agree. Next up, singles match. Mr. McMahon will announce Seth Rollins' opponent on the night of the event, Seth Rickin' Rollins versus TBA, which we fully anticipate is the Roadslander. And probably will definitely be the Roadslander, let's be honest. Can you imagine? Like, I, I hope, I, I'm i with you, it's going to be the Roadslander, let, let's be honest. But what if they pulled the ultimate swerve and it's Braun Breaker? I'd be happy with it. I'd be okay with it too, but that crowd would, it, like, WWE has now kind of backed themselves in the corner. It has to be Cody. I don't think that they've backed themselves in the corner. I think that they're doing what they needed to do. They're pulling what, and I, we're going to hear the comparisons, and I'm not comparing, but they, they're, I'm going to get ahead of it anyways. They're doing what happened with CM Punk and AEW. All right. They're letting you know ahead of time without letting you know ahead of time who's coming to this ring. They've been heavily teasing it. 
We know he's coming. Perfect time. Yeah. There's no other perfect time. The only other perfect time is if somehow, some way, he magically won the belt at the end of night two. Yeah. But so. I doubt that's going to happen. So it's going to be, I, I promise, I, I would be surprised. I, I would be all, I would be all right with Braun Breaker. I would I too. I wouldn't even fucking complain. I'd be fucking happier than pigs and shit. And I would love to watch the internet burn because I think it would be the greatest troll move that WWE could ever pull. But I really don't feel like it's booked in the corner. I think that they've purposely, they've gone, you know who you're going to get. Get ready for the fucking pop. It's not like a year where it's a surprise like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Like they're not trying for a surprise. I really, really, because think about it. They have egged this on. We've had Seth Rollins, and they've done it perfectly because the deal wasn't done until a couple weeks ago officially. Mm-hmm. So what they've done is they've kind of left it so you could have some something open for somebody else. Yeah. But always leading into it, it's going to be Cody. Uh, Pat says, hypothetically, if it's not Cody, that crowd would go more nuclear than Philly did when Daniel Bryan didn't win the Royal Rumble and Roman did. Possibly. Yeah, see, like, that's what I say. Like, when I said they painted themselves in the court, like, that's what I could see if they didn't do it. I mean, but... But that's why I don't think that they would do Breaker there because I don't think they want him to be a heel to come in. And you would want somebody you would want to have tremendous heel heat. Now, I would do the double swerve because I'm an asshole. I would have... I mean, you can't do Austin Theory because he's fighting... Well, he's on night two. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, I'm just trying to think of who I... I would just grab random whoever, like low-card guy, and have him come to the ring just to get the crowd to fucking boo and Seth Rollins to be like, what? And then hit the Rhodes Landers music. Because then Vince could be like, come have Vince make his WrestleMania appearance and be like, what What are you doing? You're not out here. You're fired. You're not here. Fired. Or whatever. And be like, you're not the guy. There's only one man they could do that with. He's not on NXT stand and deliver. I didn't hear the name. Grayson Waller. No, he is. He's oh, in he is. that he's in that ladder match. But you can still have him come out. I'll still day. have him do double duty. How great would that be? Though? Oh my and god. Pat said it too. You guys you, yeah. guys you guys are on the same way. Like, how great would it be? It would be hilarious. It would be my Austin Theory moment if he wasn't on night two. Yeah. Quite honestly. Like they should do that. It would be fun because the crowd would. They go nuclear and then you just be like then just have Vince be like, What are you doing? Yeah. You're not the one out here. You're not crap. You get out of here. Get him get, get, get him out of here. And just have security grab out. By the way, Seth, this is your opponent. Just do one of those things. Like just yes, it would be a great thing to see Vince and see Vince yell at somebody and it, it, I think it would be a good swerve of and then give the people what they want. Yeah. I, I honestly that would be fun to me. Because you're right. But I don't think that they're going to. I think that it's just they know. Yeah, it's going to be cool. They're going in. We're going to get the pyro. We're going to get. There's many royal families in wrestling. We're going to get the downstat. We're going to get the full Rhodes Lander experience. Fuck it. They're going to have a little piece in the middle so it looks just like his AEW entrance. Yep. Just to fucking poke the bear. You see him kick over in the, the gated fence there that lifts up for him. He pours out a fucking thing of Kool-Aid. Yeah. He smashes the Kool-Aid man. That's what he does. I don't know what else he would smash. What, uh, what is synonymous with AEW that's not a throne? Or you see him putting together the throne. <laughs> he opens up by just putting the throne back together, turn it around. Oh, yeah, I'm about. Shows himself holding up the WWE 2K22. You know what I'll be telling? You know, you know what there's real sour grapes? Is if Brandy's with him. Yo. I know, Brand- I know, Brandy. I know, Brandy's not coming back to wrestling. She said she wasn't, and she just signed that awesome deal out there in Hollywood for a shot of Brandy. Yeah, but for a one night appearance, I could see it happening just to be like a fuck you moment because she's been very like. There's definitely something that happened there that we need to know a story on eventually mm-hmm. because Brandy Rhodes is not is like a woman fucking scorned. Yeah, 
like, like I said, Cody's been very nice about things, but Brandy's been like, fuck you. When one door closes, another opens. Like, she's been just taking shots. I said, Cody comes out with that W2K22 uh, holding right. no, with himself on the cover. Oh, and he just he comes out with a prototype of yep. AEW's video game and yep. smashes it. Oh, man, it'd be fucking hilarious. I know the AEW marks would lose their shit, but it would be hilarious. Oh, it'd be mark amazing. <laughs> I mark out for He comes out with the golden shovel again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the golden shovel. Oh. Jesus. Anyways, we have one more match to talk. Well, uh, there's seven matches on both nights. I I anticipate they are going to add an Intercontinental U.S. title because I'd be weird if they had an odd number of matches. Mm-hmm. Vince is weird like that. Usually an even number of matches. So I, I'm expecting both cards to have eight matches. Yeah. So don't fret the people who are complaining. We'll probably hear this week. But the main event of that evening, and I'm... Pr- oh, no, sorry. We're, I, I, man, I was on fucking night two somehow. The main event of that evening, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the main event because it is involves the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble mm-hmm. for the WWE SmackDown Championship. The winner of said Rumble, Ronda Rousey, taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. This is R- Rousey's to win. Like, I'm sorry. The, I just don't see this going any other way. I don't either. Rousey all day. Yep. By the way... On night one, if that was the order of the show, I was like, oh, that's a pretty decent order of the show. That's decent. Night, night two, they fucked up the order completely. I just <laughs> want to throw that out because they just added that last match as the main event spot here. So we'll change orders. Gotcha. As a matter of fact, I'll announce it first since it's already there. It's signed tonight. Padawan J jumped in. Let us all know. Omus is going one-on-one with the returning almighty Bobby Lashley, baby. This is going to be a sleeper match. I'm saying don't doubt Omus. I, I could see him getting the win here. Man, I want to see Bobby Lashley. I want to see Lashley win though, but I could I can see I can see almost winning, and he's in there with a good dance partner. Yeah, because Lashley's going to make him look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think this match is going to be long, and I think that's how Bobby's able to come back. I'm only a little nervous from the shoulder injury from Bobby. Hopefully, Omas can take care of that, or Bobby can take care of it himself. But knowing Bobby, he's going to go for broke. Yeah, he's going. I mean, he's going to leave it in the ring. And that's one thing, I like I said, I could see this being a, I don't want to say a squash match, but I could see it happening pending if his shoulder is not fully. That's why I go. said it might be a shorter match. I'm thinking five minutes. Yeah. I want to say squash because I think he'll get some offense in. But if Flash is going to put the kid over, I just, I just, I just hope he goes in healthy. Yes. He comes out healthy because I, I don't want him injuring himself. But I understand wanting to come back for Mania. Yes. Uh, next up, let's talk about a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Your champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella. Defending against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Well, I think this is Sasha and Naomi's to lose. So, yeah, I can see that. It'd be, it'd be a good way to pay off the year that Naomi's had. Mm-hmm. If not, I could see Rhea and uh, Liv winning. Yeah, I mean, they look the best as a tag team. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I honestly didn't think when this pairing was going, it was going to work out this well. But yeah, but no, I, I think it's all Sasha and Naomi. Listen, man, I know I said Logan Paul was going to have a decent match. I think that's going to happen. On the other hand, Johnny Knoxville. Not yeah. so much, but I think this has got one of the most entertaining builds to it as Johnny Knoxville will go against Sami Zayn in anything goes match. I'm anticipating some jackass alum jumping I into agree. this one. I fully agree with you. There's going to be some crazy stunts going on. And I might even add maybe some WWE guy gets involved. Maybe conspiracy to beat Sami Zayn in Mania. But who? Set up a feud. I don't know who. That's the problem. I don't know who. I don't even know who to give it to. But I could see it happening. Yeah, I could definitely see it happening, too. This is going to be a fun match, though. Maybe this is a Tommaso Ciampa moment. I don't know. Maybe this is the Braun Breaker moment. 
I would say uh, Johnny Knoxville, I can see hanging with Braun Breaker. I, I don't know about him and Ciampa, though. Maybe it's Gronk. You know, Gronk hasn't signed that deal to go back to Tampa Bay yet. The Gronk party could be coming back. Or what though. if the internet completely is swerved and it's Johnny Gargano? Ooh, that would be interesting. I don't know, but that would be interesting. Let's talk about another one. Singles match. We heard it first on the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. By the way, good build up to this match. Very good build up. We started off with Vince giving uh, Pat, Pat McAfee a dream match, giving him a dream because that's what Vince does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously Pat McAfee's living a dream being a commentator for WWE. Now he's going to get to live the dream of being a wrestler for WWE. And I, I, I'm very excited for him. Dude is a very positive guy, and he's always about uplifting others, so it's good to see that he's getting rewarded for that. I'm sure that's why Vince is doing it. And Austin Theory, man, it gets him in the mix. I mean, he still hasn't... I see a high upside on Austin Theory. Unfortunately, it's like right now he's kind of lost in the shuffle, but this gives him a decent match, and they've got a good build to it. It's a good profile, and who would have thought from the NXT days with McAfee versus Cole, we'd be here now. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, there's you know, you never know. Maybe the original plan was Cole versus McAfee if Cole would have resigned. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's coulda, woulda, shoulda. But at this match, though, it will be a fun match. Like, this is going to be something. Oh, this is going to be one of my favorite matches. Vince is going to get involved somehow. Vince is going to cost fucking Austin Theory the match. Yeah, he'll do some kind of weird shenanigans like Vince this. Vince comes out because I'm a stunner. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think Vince is going to get too involved other than maybe a little stunner action or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this one. Uh, we have the triple threat for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Your champion is RK Bro, defending against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. So this one, I think we finally get the breakup of RKO, and I'm I'm completely here for it because I can't stand this tag team. So uh, I'm going to say Alpha Academy just for reasons. I wouldn't mind that. I also think that it's going to be and new. You can flip a coin on whichever team beats them. Yeah. I, I love the Street Profits, so I'm always going to say Street Profits, but that's the only reason why. Next up, we have probably could be the match of the night. It also possibly could be the match of the week. It also could possibly want to be one of the greatest matches of all times. And I'm not joking. This also could possibly be maybe one of these wrestlers' last match. I'm not the guy that just re-upped, mm-hmm. but I, maybe the other guy. Edge versus AJ Styles. Damn, this is going to be a classic. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know what Edge is thinking. But this is, if 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 this is it, once again, like The Undertaker, he picked the perfect dance partner. Absolutely. You can't go wrong with AJ Styles. The best I'm in the world. I'm loving it. Yeah, this, the build for this has been great. Everything they've done, and this goes to show about how true veterans they are and they understand the craft. Like this is going to be a great match. Yeah, this is going to be a fantastic match. AJ is 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 a Mr. WrestleMania type of guy. Edge, Mr. WrestleMania type of guy. They're going to step up their game. You're going to see some crazy shit in this match. Mm-hmm. Like for the guys that, that are in there, they're both going to leave it in the ring. And like I said, there is like there is literally, and it's not because people are really talking about it, but I really think there is a looming that this could be it for Edge. Yeah. Edge could be having a retirement match here that we just don't know about yet. Not because he's out of bad health or anything, but I just think, you know what? He's, he, you know, just like his wife, it's may, maybe time to go home, come back occasionally. I'm not saying the end of his career, right, sure, right. but the end of his full-time wrestling career could be coming here. Once again, Taker did a similar thing, fighting AJ Styles. Yeah, no, it's, it's something that if Edge wants to think about, I mean, look, the fact that he came back and had the run that he's had since he's been back, that's the win right there. Listen, if I'm going to retire... <sighs> I'm going to retire with AJ Styles. Yeah. Dude, if I had to pick anybody in the world 
to have my retirement match if I'm a wrestler at the top of their game. I'm picking AJ Styles. Why yeah. the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, that's just crazy talk. Now, I know it wasn't listed on night one and or night two yet, but I don't know where they're going to fit it in, and I don't think they do either, don't either, but we know that one of these nights we are going to get the Kevin Owens show mm-hmm. featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm leaning towards night two. Although, if there's going to be a Broken Skull Sessions live, which they've done in the past, it would be night at one. And I really feel like we already know the guest if it's night two. Yeah, I think it's going to be night one for the Kevin Owens show. Whatever we're going to get out of this, uh, Stone Cold's going over, and then uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be on the Stone Cold podcast. Absolutely. Like I said, it's not going to be a match match. It's, I, I'm sure Stone Cold's going to lay down a stunner. Yeah. Say goodnight. Yeah. You know, that's all we need to do. Uh, I, I really didn't have a lot of, you know, Steve Austin, you know, maybe does want to have a match down the road. Kevin Owens is still a great pick for that if he ever decides to have a real match. Oh, sure. However, I just, I, Stone Cold has this, you know, I should have that one last legitimate match. You know, he got the itch, especially when you see Taker going out perfect. You, you know, Edge might be going out perfect. Who knows? You know, like you see that and you're like, should really do it. But at the same time, we know he has a lot of anxiety in, involved with actually getting in the ring. Well, you know what I could see happening? And I think this will be the groundwork for this. I think you're going to have a quick physical confrontation here. They're going to go cinematic for his final one. That would be and, fucking smart. Yeah, they would do it. You know, here's what they should do. Next year mania. Oh, next year mania because guess it's what? It's in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They should either do it at Hollywood on some movie set or do something where like Kevin Owens is like obsessed about getting back at Stone Cold. Like you build it for a year. Like I know this is a long-term book and they probably won't do this, but yeah, hear yeah. me out. You do it that he says, I'll fight you on your own turf, the Rattlesnake Ranch, and you shoot it right there. I got a better idea. This just came to me while we're talking. It's going to be Hollywood next year, right? Yeah. You know, everybody's got a hard-on for The Rock to wrestle. Hollywood won't let him wrestle a wrestling match, but would they let him do a cinematic match? That's a question. And in the case, you could kill two birds, one stone. We get the last Stone Cold Steve Austin match, the last Rock match. This is one of the greatest feuds in wrestling history. Run it back one last time. I know they've done three at Mania. I'd, I'd watch that fourth time. Oh at Mania. God, yeah. Cinematic style would be fun as shit. Yeah, I mean, that's... And, I, and I'm just, I'm just spitballing because I don't think there's a way in hell that The Rock is ever. I mean, it, it happened. It might happen. There's a chance. There's a five percent chance. But with the fact of how many movies he does, he would have to take time off from Hollywood. Because no movie's insurance is going to cover him wrestling. Mm-hmm. We already know this. That's why Mickey Rourke didn't perform at WrestleMania 25. That's why that planned match between The Rock and Bray Wyatt didn't happen at the Mania where he just did the run-in and still got in trouble because he got physical. Although, as you notice, he didn't take any moves. Yeah. He only gave them out because they were trying to work a loophole. But maybe cinematics the loophole. I think so because that's the easiest way you can do something. It's safe, too. You're not doing any kind of crazy real matches, like anything that would really cause some damage. And fans are tired of cinematic as far as like like guys who are able and ready to go. Yeah. But if it's Stone Cold versus The Rock, it ain't nobody going to give a fuck at cinematic. Exactly. But I can see it with, with, with Owens too. But I'm just saying, spitballing. We're going to aim big. It's WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, talk about aim big. Let's talk about the main event. We know this is the main event for day two. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way in hell this is going on before last. You know goddamn well this is last. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, winner takes all to unify the WWE Championship and the WWE Universal Championship. Your WWE Champion, Brock Lesnar, goes one-on-one 
with your WWE Universal Champion, the Big Dog. The head of the table. The Tribal Chief. Acknowledge that motherfucker. I'm talking about Roman Reigns. The biggest star in all of WWE. We either, I don't think that's an argument there. I mean, yeah. these are the two top guys. Yeah, the, uh, without a doubt. Who else are you going to put in the main event of this one? And especially if you're unifying the belts for now, all signs point that Lesnar has to be the guy to take the belts. <laughs> By the way, uh, let's go back to this in a second. Pat just put, so Raw in Pittsburgh and Bianca just legit cuts some of Becky's hair off and not just one snip clumps of it and the crowd chanted, you deserve it. Wow. <laughs> They're wow. heating up for mania this Friday, baby. Let's go. This, this Saturday, they're going to get it in. Uh, if they can't get it, if they can't get along, they must get it on. Yes. But anyways, uh, let's go back to talk about this because I don't want to overshadow Lesnar versus Ram. No, this is the first time. Okay, this is they. I understand people will bitch about like matches that happen all the time. Sure. By the way, I could see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns a shit ton of times, and I wouldn't care. And you want to know why? Because you're taking the two biggest, baddest dogs in the yard, you're putting them in the ring, and somehow every match they come up with something a little different. Mm-hmm. I will give them that credit. The best part about this particular match is this is the third match at WrestleMania. Yeah. This is this is the rubber match at WrestleMania. They're one and one, I think, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Here's the thing. Actually, technically, it's the fourth time they fought at WrestleMania, but we don't count the year that Seth Rollins came in. The yeah, yeah, because that, that does. You got to throw know, that Seth out. Rollins, you, you know, that's that whatever. This is the one on one third. Yeah, but this is the first time we've seen a heel Roman mm-hmm. at the top of his game against a face Brock Lesnar, looking like he's having the time of his life. Yeah. This match is going to be fucking brutal. I, I could see this match going 20 minutes because Roman is now the 20-minute man. He goes over 20 minutes in every match. That's a long match for Brock. Mm-hmm. But I can see this going 20 minutes, and it's, I can see this cutting a brutal-ass pace. I'm not saying a fast pace. I'm talking brutality. Oh, yeah. They're going to leave it all in the ring about this one. These two are going to beat the shit out of each other. Uh-huh. It's going to be two trains crashing into each other over and over and over again. I'm here to see it. Yep. I think we're going to see some submission wrestling out of Brock Lesnar some, at some point in this ring, maybe even a Kimura. Yeah. We're going to see some ground and pound by Brock. We're going to see Sioux Falls City. Come on. Let's be honest. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then from Roman, we're going to see what he's been doing better than anybody lately, and that's getting the fucking heel heat, man. Mm-hmm. He's going to be cocky. He's going to bring the. He's going to. He's going to bring that hard edge, but at the same time, he's going to be methodical. That is my favorite part about heel Roman. The methodology, I almost said that wrong, of his attacks. Yeah. He's very deliberate. He does everything slowly on purpose because there is a method behind everything he's doing to his opponent. And that's my favorite. By the way, holy sh- uh, Pat says, holy shit, Seth just tweeted, well, that puts a bit of a damper on things. Ooh. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I-, I think that uh, I-, I think this match is going to be really good. At the end of the day. I see the big dog coming out on top. Just saying. Well, you know what? It would make some sense too, especially if Cody's going to be there and they want to set that up. But I, but it depends how fast they want to get that ball rolling. Because after Lesnar, it's like who's next? See, the problem though is this is why my only problem with that of all of this is it is so hard to have the run that Roman has had mm-hmm. because whoever beats him is like unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and even if it is. Cody, which would be a real feather in the cap, and that shows you what they're trying to do if yeah. they do that. 
it's still just like almost unbelievable. Like the o- really the only person you believe beating Roman is Brock. Yeah. The only you know it, you know maybe a Seth Rollins if we go back if like they run it again and they continue this Seth Rollins Joker kind of character that's just fucking watching the world burn and is in Roman's head. Yeah. I mean that was the best opportunity for them to beat him was with Rollins was doing the whole Fully comes agree. out in full shield gear to the shield music to fuck with him. Yeah. But I mean, I still like how that match ended. Don't get me wrong. No, but I, I do. I do like the brutality where fucking Roman took it because of which. Well, that's what I say. Like, I you only have two guys on the roster right now currently that you can believe are, are going to win this against Roman, and that's and that's Lesnar and Rollins. So, by the way, I'm not upset about this. I was the guy a long time ago, and I'm still saying it. Like, sometimes you think it's stale when a guy has gone on like a two year undefeated streak. No, it's it's not. This is actually really good. Well, you, because he's still getting everybody over he's working with. But the, you get to a point, but this is like the same thing we talk about with MMA, and there's like, you know, the, the Anderson Silver run, we'll just say. You have a somebody that cleans out their division so well that it's like, who's going to be the guy to, to upset him? And then it's a fluke win, except in the case of Weidman. Weidman caught him flush. So it's like... So I could see that if you did that with a Cody. Yeah, like he I gets say, the lucky, He gets the fucking lucky win. You know, you, and you play it that way. Like, a mis- one mistake leads to a fucking win. And I'm not saying, like, a roll-up win. I'm just talking about, like, you know, fucking... Roman zigs when he should have zagged. Yeah, like Ro- he goes for know, a spear, gets flipped in the crossroads. Pinned. Boom, one, two, three, real quick. He like he kicks out, but after the three count, you yeah. know, like we one of those. Yeah, and it's like oh shit, he got him. You know what I mean? I can see that, and I think that's what you have to do because they really have done a great job. And it, I like that analogy. I love that UFC analogy with a dominant champion like an Usman. I mean, it hasn't lasted as long. It's not, I think I think the last of the guys who lasted as long to compare is good to is Anderson Silva mm-hmm. or Style Bender. You know, not. Granted, his going up to light yeah. heavyweight that one fight, but let's be honest, we throw that out. Let's that throw that one out. But he's been a couple of years of cleaning out that division, like so. Like you have to have a, a fighter like that. We can't say like a John Jones because, eh. yeah, you know, he did a disservice to himself, mm-hmm. or else he would have been a perfect example as well. Yeah, but like, yeah, I dig it. Uh, Pat says Becky Lynch. Uh, I got hello wigs, sis. If you need one, Naomi. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm loving life right now with this. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I, I agree. But usually I'm a guy who would be like, man, this is a long time for a guy to be unbeaten for two full fucking years for the most part. Yeah, but you know what? But he's still the most over guy on the roster. And that's why I say, like, you, there's only a, a small number of people that you can legit believe can beat him. So if you're going to do it, this would be the time to do it. Or you set up that Cody match. Also, I got to take my hat off to this. And this is something that is on WWE's booking, mm-hmm. which doesn't get credit, but also mostly on Roman because I, Roman's obviously doing it. Like, first of all, you noted that he's not burying people. Mm-hmm. He's making, he's uplifted. Everybody comes out of a few with Roman still comes out looking good. Yeah. But the coolest part about this Roman gimmick is he's selling merchandise. He's getting a 50-50 reaction when he comes to the ring. Mm-hmm. So half the crowd is cheering him, which will happen. But he is so fucking good at what he's doing that he's getting 100% booze during matches. Yes. So he is making a crowd who does cheer him, who wants to see him because they want to cheer that cool, unbeatable heel. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the bell rings, he's getting the booze. Yeah. The, those same people are booing him. The only other person that does that, and I got to say, I give him a shout. We talked about him earlier, is MJF. Yeah. He can get a little bit of a cheer ski coming to the ring. But when the match starts and he starts being a heel, the crowd boos him. He gets the reaction he wants. And I think Roman's mastered that as well right now. This heel run that they were so gun-shy, and we probably wouldn't have gotten if it wasn't for the pandemic, has been the greatest thing ever. True. And, uh, you know, hey, one day it's going to come to an end. But 
for but, now. Listen, honestly, they could keep this shit going for another year. I'm okay with like <laughs> they honestly. They could keep this shit going for another year as long as they're doing the shit they're doing now. Keep it going. If they end it before then, that's fine too. But literally, I don't think anybody's really calling for the end of the Roman era. No, nobody's really screaming for it, but it's just kind of one of the situations of like, okay, how long can you keep it going at this stage? Because I mean, maybe it's just we live in this day and age where champions don't last this long. And it's it's very odd to see this in current wrestling. Like I know back in you know the Bruno days and such. Hogan even. Yeah, we're talking light years away in, in comparison. But, yeah, yeah. You, but you think about it now, it's like, who was the last one to have this long of a run? Well, I th- think about it this way. Everybody was very critical that WWE was playing hot potato with the belts for a while. Right. Now, with that universal title, it's been dominated by one man. Mm-hmm. And I think it's up to value. It's up to stakes. And everybody's like, well, how long can they keep it going? I don't know. They keep having entertaining matches, and here we go. WrestleMania, you need a big match. Call him Big Match Brock. Yeah. And here it is. I mean, let's like we've said it a million times. For those of you out there, man, there's nobody who has drawn more money in combat sports than Brock Lesnar. Facts. Brock Lesnar is an attraction, and I love the fact that now WWE is using him as an attraction. It feels like a bit. He he doesn't feel like a part timer anymore because he's on television more than he used to be. Mm. He doesn't feel like a part timer because he's wrestling more and he's happy. But here's the thing: it's a unbeaten nobody longest reign punk. No, actually, uh, Lesnar was the longest reign. Yeah, because he wasn't on TV. The the yeah, yeah, felt yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, well, no, but it felt shorter. It, it felt shorter, but it was technically they beat Punk's record with with Lesnar. Made a big deal about it. I think Roman's close. Yeah, Roman's got to be around there. Roman's got to be real close. And the Universal title, of course, has a different stat than the WWE. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is I mean, it is what it, it is. It is, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested. I, I treat it like comic book alternate uh, numbering. I'm looking it up now. Number of days, Roman. But nevertheless, though, it's going to be an interesting Reigns, move of what they want to do. You know, like that's the cool thing about this is WWE has such a dominant star at the top that if you kept the belt on him, it makes sense. If you took it off him, it makes more sense, too. I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure he's beaten all. Currently, 573 days. Wow. He won the belt on August 30th of 2020. Right. That's insane. 573. Wow. To put that in perspective, hold on. Universe, the WWE page is loading slow. Get up here. So, oh, sorry, 575 days. As officially now. <laughs> uh, the the thing was behind just a slight noggin. Holy crap. So five championship holders, 575 days is the longest. The shortest reign was six days. I remember that. So Roman Reigns, August 30th, 2020 to present. Uh, of course, Bray Wyatt held the belt before. Braun Strowman, Goldberg, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's nuts. From 2010 to 2019, the longest reign was 503 days. Hmm. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, like I say, when you have somebody that's doing as much great work as Roman's doing, it's hard to take the belt off him. But like I said, I could see it going either way. It just depends on what the direction they want to do. I mean, I think the fans are still there and they're still buying the merch. So as long as that's happening, I could definitely see it being end still. So you're looking at, by the time Mania hits, you're looking at 580 days. Yeah. Of being world champion. Nobody's complaining. That's, he's going to be on a two-year run pretty soon, man. That's a, We haven't seen those numbers since Hogan era. No. 
Crazy. So I think Hogan was the last guy to hold the belt for more than two years. Uh huh. Maybe you put it that way. Hell, yeah. Hogan. He says, according to the WWE site, Punk reigned 434 days. Next one after that, Pedro Morales at 1,027 days. That's for the WWE belt. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really yes. count the, the old school days. But, yeah, Morales held it for a long time. Bruno held it for a while. I know Bob Backlund was champ. Bruno, I think, was champion for seven years. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a long time. But decade. you have to go back to the WWF title right. for that. And then I know Bob Backlund held it for like a four-year run at one point. Mm, before he lost to Sheik, right? Sheik, and then Sheik dropped it like a month later to Hogan. Hogan started that reign. That reign for Hogan was like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Like It's been some ridiculous title runs if you go way back. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Brock held the belt for more than 434. He held it for 503. They did that on purpose, as we all know. Yeah. And then now, Bro- now Roman's had it for 575. So in modern-day WWE... Roman's had the longest title reign. I mean, yeah, granted it's the universal title, but 573 days ain't nothing to, or 75, nothing sorry. At. And by the time we get to his next title offense, it's 580. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoo. <laughs> like the man is almost two years of champion and, and it's still putting on classics. So anyways, however you cut it, WrestleMania, I'm going to say it, man, on, on paper, it looks damn good for looks a two-day show. Good. Looks very good. Last I heard, we were at 87% sold out. Coming into Mania Weekend, which is pretty good for a Mania Weekend, mm-hmm. it is anticipated that over 100,000 people will be there both days. Yeah, they'll sell I'm, by the time I'm sure that there will be. Some people are just waiting to see if there's a come down in tickets when they're in uh, wonderful, wonderful Dallas, Texas. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be uh, happening. We're going to be watching. I know I'm going to be in Geneva for night one. And night two, I'll be watching with Ken M. Uh, I made the kid promise he won't throw up in the basement this time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring down a special can for him. Yeah, we should. We should put a bucket down there just to be dickheads. Yeah. It'd be funny. Anyways, he'll probably listen to this show and hear us, but that's okay. We can plot against him. What up, crazy? Yeah, we, we love him. It's all right. Nobody's mad at him. Mm-hmm. It was fun times. Anyways, that's going to do it, man. That is going to do it. Those are the reviews. Next week. Next. I got you Before we go, before we plug ourselves one last time and get the fuck out of here, I know it's been a two and a half hour show. I got to say, next week, we got another big jam-packed show. Mm-hmm. We got WrestleMania Hangover. Yep. We're going to be reviewing The Collective. We're going to be reviewing Ring of Honor. We're going to be reviewing New Japan Pro. And we got to what we're doing. We're going to review WrestleMania. But we ain't doing it alone. <laughs> no. We got a special guest next week. Yes, we do. In studio. Joining us next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday night. We got Super B, Brandon Sevilla, joining us in studio. This kid's got a high, bright future. We're going to be glad to have him in studio. Well, we can. Hopefully, hopefully we get to see him wrestle a ton of other places. He's also going to be talking about his next event coming up, which he's going to be wrestling for Excite Wrestling next weekend. Not this mm-hmm. weekend, next weekend. So he's going to be talking about that. We're also going to talk to him about his, you know, his, his life and stuff going on. And uh, once again, any bookers, promoters, anybody else listening, keep your eyes peeled because this kid is a kid to get in your company because he's, 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 he's on the rise. He's got the look. He's got the talent. Can't wait to see what he does in the future. Can't wait to have him in studio. Yeah, getting his opinions on WrestleMania and everything else. And last but not least, of course, talking to him about himself and his career. Yes. So tune in next week. We got another Super Size Show. I just want to throw that plug out there because we might as well put it out there. Yeah. But Ken M. Between now and then, how can they find your opinions and thoughts? I know you'll be tweeting all weekend. Oh, absolutely. Well, you simply swing on over to odphpodcast.com. You join the conversation on social media accounts. They're all right there. Pad's going to be tweeting all weekend. You will get Coach Duffy tweets. Promise you during WrestleMania. So definitely hit him up as well. Also, check out uh, the Parley Points section. The blogs got a lot coming out this week. I want to take that back. You might get Coach Duffy tweets on Sunday. Yes. Saturday. 
allegedly he may have the house riding on some NCAA <laughs> basketball. I'm just going to throw it out there. There's a possibility that by next week's show, Coach Duffy is either living in this studio or the ODPH studio or on Padawan J's couch or on the couch of Ken M because I, I hear he's going to be putting a lot of money down on the NCAA tournament this upcoming Saturday. Yep. I'm still banking on Duke winning just because I think the storybook ending. However, storybook ending would also be for UNC to end their season two. How fucked up would that be? I know you're a Duke fan, so yeah. you don't want to think about it. But I know I'm not even on camera, but I'm telling you. It's got to be positive vibes only, man. Make sure, <laughs> yeah. make sure you're following Coach Duffy. He might need to help. We might have to set up a GoFundMe. That's all I'm saying. Yes. We, 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 should, we should probably start because as soon as he tells us about the parlay he's putting down, it's going to be like, Coach, no. But if you're going to try to make that money back on WrestleMania bets, brother. Oh, Draft God. DraftKings, you can get him in. He's drafting. He's going he's gonna to bet every match and every finish. He's going he's gonna to let it ride. Like that UFC event where he made it, what, I think two? Yeah. I, I give him credit. He made it to the second. We, we said he would lose on the first one. Yeah. No, no, he made it to the second bout, and then he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to find out everything about the coach, pad myself, swing on over to odphpodcast.com, whether it's the blog section, new blogs count anywhere is up, complimentary piece to the 607 TWS show, and the ODPH podcast as well. Talking a little more wrestling in depth. Uh, T Public Store, if you name it, is the ODPH. It is there. So swing on over. Definitely subscribe, check it out, follow, do the whole thing. All right. If you want to hit us up, by the way, I'll be tweeting this weekend too. At 3 Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter. That's where you find me. It's 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it on all social medias. But I will be on Twitter this weekend talking all things pro wrestling. What I'm watching on The Collective. What I'm watching on Ring of Honor. And of course, WrestleMania. But with that being said, uh, make sure you hit up 8122productions.com. We have our uh, Patreon pages up there. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Uh, $1 a month. Get you a ton of extra bonus content. And it helps support everything we do from the streaming to the podcast. And that link is on 8122productions.com. The link to this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 6sub-podcast on that channel. Also, there's the link for RT Public Store. Link to, for the bands that support us and help us with copyright, copyright-free music. I, what, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Uh, also, you know, friends of the show, ODPH is on there. So isn't our friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. And, and we have those uh, local sponsors like Dragon Master Games, who provides us with the studio we're in right now. DragonMasterGames.com for all your matches gathering gaming needs. Give them a shout out right now might as well. But yeah, all that and more, 8122productions.com. That's the, the one-stop shop, just like ODPHpodcast.com. Also one-stop shop. And there you go. That's all you need to know. That's all. That's all you need to know. By the way, T Public, horrible fucking website to search. Like if you type something in, like if you you type in one of our podcast friends' podcasts into the search bar, you ain't getting their shit. No, that's why I say we have the direct link. Oh no, so don't we. Yeah. That's why I said the best yeah. place to go is 8122productions.com and click on that direct link or when we post it in social or you know on the link tree, because it's on the link tree. If you go to the link in bio, mm-hmm. it's right there. Go to that because if you try to type some shit, I'm dead serious. I tried to do that this past weekend, you know, supporting some people, and I'm fucking typing things in. I had to go search for their actual links because, God damn. So if somebody at T Public hears this, make it easier for people to find products. Yeah. Like, I, there's no reason I can't put in ODPH or Ocho Dura Parley Hour or Pino Comics or whatever the fuck I'm so wizard or whatever else I'm looking at because I know all of them have T Public stores and it not just come right in front of me, their fucking store. I don't get it. And then three fat nerds. I mean, shit, there's nobody else with that name. Yeah, like I say, I, I always just use the direct links to whoever I'm looking for. So, But I understand. 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 I
And I'm also trying to tell our listeners, if you want a 607TWS shirt, you can't just search Three Fat Nerds. And even though it's a link, you can't search 607TWS. It'll never come up. That's so crazy. Go to the three, go to 8122productions.com, click on that link, or go to the at Three Fat Nerds pod mm-hmm. and go to the, the link tree link in the description. Click on that where it says T Public. Click on that. That'll take you right there. Yeah. And the only reason I'm saying that is I had somebody ask me this week also how to find a 607TWS shirt because they wanted the logo shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, I should have pointed that in. Well, technically, they made me fill out all this stuff that says the, the, the you know, the, the what do you call it? The tags. Yeah. They made me fill all that shit out. So when you put 607TWS, it should come up. It don't. Hmm. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rant on T Public. So if you heard me, T Public, there it is. Sometimes podcasters got to rant on shit. With that being said, though, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to end the show like we do each and every week, and that is with our good friends, Second Suitor. The show is called One Winged Angel. Perfect way to end every show. Uh, you know what, man? I am so excited. This is a big, huge WrestleMania week. I'm probably going to be wrestled out after this weekend because that usually happens. I usually have like a week where I don't want to watch nothing. I mean, the show is not going to take any time off, but there's always that week where I don't want to. There might be a time the show takes a week off when I go to. I'm, I'm looking at a cruise for my 40th birthday. Ooh. I'm just throwing that out there, but that's not until January next year. But still. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm looking at it. I've never been on a cruise. I don't even know how my sea legs are, but I feel like I should do something to be, when I become 40. I don't know. Anyways, my wife's excited because she thinks we might go on a cruise. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not not thinking about it. Right, right. Saying. Also, it's a slow time at work. There's no cons going on that I need to be at. Like, it, After it New Year's, is a quiet time between that and Super Bowl. <sighs> Anyways, that's, that's enough of my personal life. I know you guys don't want to hear that. You heard all the wrestling and stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys, though, for tuning in. We will be back next week, WrestleMania Hangover Show, with our special guest, Super B, Brandon Sevilla. Until then, for myself, for Ken M, for the Three Fighters Podcast, for the Yotadura Parley Hour Podcast, for 607TWS as a whole, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, like what you like, watch what you like, stop being fucking toxic if you're being toxic, because this is a great week to be a wrestling fan, because even if you're not a WWE fan, there is a ton of other wrestling going on, so let's just love what we love, because this is an awesome time to remind ourselves that wrestling is in a great fucking area right now, there's so many great things, so even if you're not a WrestleMania fan, you're not going to tune in, you don't like WWE, guess what, there's the collective, there's Ring of Honor, there's everything that you could hope for, I mean, hell, there's just so much, you can't even watch it all, if you wanted to watch it all, you'd have to have like 10 TVs, Mm. so with that being said, man, Let's just remember to stay up being positive and enjoy this because this is the Super Bowl weekend for pro wrestling, whether you like WWE or not. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we only have one last thing to say. And that, of course, is later. Wrestling fans!
Connect from the top ropes. One, two.